Right, hello and welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing One Ring this afternoon. We're continuing our Waking of Angmar campaign and we're getting very close to the end. Uh, single digi episodes left is what I'm thinking we're at. Uh, but uh, And we're also going to finally get some reveals this episode about what in fact happened to that one elf that used to be in the party that no one liked, including himself. Uh, so He lives. Of course, he lives. I mean, that person, Sorendir with the eyes might, but that's not how we spell Sorendir, as Stephen <laughs> Stephen once sent me like the like the like the lettering on how to spell it. So I'm like, eh, probably a different guy. So <laughs> Oh man. So it could oh, be somebody dear. else. Yeah. I like how Steven got all upset about like how Sor how to spell Sorendir's name, but then when I give him the magic weapon and stuff like that, he has to change it to block form. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Don't retcon the past here, because I had a that's way to spell Sorin. You can retcon. And you mispronounced it. And as soon as you did, I was like, damn, that's so much better than what I had. <laughs> and I immediately crossed <laughs> off my old name and switched <laughs> to how you pronounced it. <laughs> well, that's just the way that it's, you know, the, the cadence that it would be pronounced. We got a, we have a friend. This is, I love this story. And he'll deny it to this day. Uh, we have a friend, our friend Justin, who back when we played World of Warcraft, years ago this is this is like when world of warcraft first came out he couldn't think of a name and so he decided he was going to name himself sauron except he spelt it wrong so he spelled it s-o-r-r-i-n and that's how we thought sauron was spelt and so we all amazing it's sword but now to this day he he he's, he he constantly says that's not what happened i'm like dude that's exactly what happened it's exactly what happened why do you just just embrace it just embrace it you got it wrong it's nothing wrong nothing wrong with that and yeah so it's an objectively cool name, exactly. like for fantasy character. Like that's I agree. a cool name. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It, it, hey, there's all sorts of different ways you can stumble across cool names, and that's a fun story to tell. So you might as well, might as well embrace it. And he was young at the time. Like he was, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't that young. Now that I think about it, I don't know. Plus, he teaches. We were all young so one day. Know. Yeah. One day, uh, at one point, but uh, all of you technically are still young. Well, except for Daggett, but you've you've got some mileage on you since the start of this campaign. If we have gone to Angmar, not once, not twice, but now three times we are here. And this is going to be the last. And uh, one way or the other, this is going to be the last time. Uh, as uh, this is this, it's a question of whether you return from Angmar. So we'll find out. Uh, before we get into tonight's episodes, uh, let's go ahead and just do some intros. Let's also say, uh, if you, if you all didn't know, 50th anniversary of the, of the man himself, uh, passing away, Tolkien to this day, September 2nd. Uh, so if you're on any of those, uh, social media things, whatever they're called now, uh, you might see information about that popping up here and there. So 50 years ago today, very cool. Um, and then what else? Oh, uh, there is a Kickstarter going on right now for, for the Moria campaign, which I imagine we'll probably play at some point when it comes out. Uh, cause, uh, I super geeked about that. And, uh, as we've mentioned before, Floyd, this guy right over here, he's, he's in Balan's, uh, 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 like, you know, he's there. He's, he's right there. Go on token gateway, look up Floyd and you'll see he dies. Doesn't say how, but he dies in the mines of Moria, trying to retake Kazadum. Just saying. Anyhow, we good? We're good. Long, tell us about Floy. Tell us about that guy who's going to die in a yes, couple decades. Floy. My name is Floy, treasure hunting dwarf. My friends also call me Floy. And I am a handful of treasure away from becoming a rich dwarf. 
at the ripe age of 72. Yeah, you could get there. I mean, there's stuff to find for sure. There's there's some treasures in Othran Gold that you uh, that you all didn't get. Uh, there are a couple places you didn't necessarily explore yet. Uh, you got through most of it, but there are some important places that you didn't see. There's, there's, there's some treasure. If that is on your agenda, that's an interesting agenda. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there could be some stuff there. There could be some stuff. Uh, Ashley, tell us about Gilly Kettlegrass. I'm playing Gilly Kettlegrass. She is our Brie Hobbit. Uh, and she just wants to do her best to to get things done that we need to and get as many of us out alive as possible. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Three-Eyed Cat has just reminded me of how I meant to start the stream today, and I totally forgot. I was going to start the stream. You'd be like, pleasant trees to all, and welcome <laughs> to an <laughs> uh, Long was on fire last night in Delta Green. It was uh, it was pretty amazing. Which he makes an sense. Inferno. Actual Inferno. Because he's aging Inferno. Alexi Inferno. Oh my god. <laughs> Just the best. Uh, Melissa, tell us about Arineal. Uh Yeah, so Arineal is a Ranger of the North champion. Um, she's at this point, 24 years young. Um, she's got um, Argleb's helm that has helped her some. She's got Minozagar that has helped her quite a bit. And um, she's got her trusty snowshoes. Well, well, if it's as long as you have those snowshoes, uh, then I think you guys are going to be just fine. Uh, it'll be great. Exactly. Got to have something to haul Sorendir's corpse back on. So there we go. Speaking oh. of Sorendir, we have the man who once was Sorendir, who was previously Erebon, but is now Daggett. So Stephen, tell us about yourself. Oh, myself. I'm Stephen. Hi. I play with the Lollygaggers a lot. Um, my character so, is you guys Daggett. Do you guys see what he did? I heard it. You saw it, I heard right? It. You saw I heard it. You shut yep. your mouth. Said, go ahead and explain it. what he did. <laughs> I don't want to say it. You explain it. You go ahead. What did he do? You're a, you're a lollygagger bitch i said i play with you a lot <laughs> yeah because you no, are no, one. no 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 that's deflecting. not that's not a we that's a you i'm trying that's to introduce exactly. my character here you guys are getting exactly. into some weird territory you see, you see? Uh, <laughs> i'm just gonna you move guys, right past it you guys you <laughs> not just in my head i'm a uh, I am playing Daggett. I am the captain of the group. Uh, captain being class more than actual respected leader. Um, I am just a few treasure away from being a poor dwarf. Uh, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum as Floyd. Uh, and I am 109, so I'm the oldest member of the group. That's true. You are. And finally, we've got Tara Neth. Uh, my trade, tell us about Tara. Uh, hi, I'm playing uh, Tara, who is also Ranger of the North. Uh, she is a warden and uh, just found out that potentially Sorndi was more than just a brother in arms to Belvin. Yeah, 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 that's true. A couple weeks ago, got a little bit of a drop, a little bit, something that we hinted at here and there, like sometimes, uh, and now it's uh, fully confirmed, fully confirmed. All right, we ready to go? We are. So, uh, you we're all. Stalling. Okay, last time around, you all, uh, we started, I think it was uh, the foothills of Mount Grom, where you had this uh, fight with an army of goblins, some trolls, some wargs, orcs, etc. You did manage to hold them off. They retreated back into the caves from whence they came. 
and you all sadly lost your had your first casualty. Hopefully, first a few, but we'll see. Uh, Fallon Dem of uh, of Lady Arisol's Rangers. Uh, you recovered the body and you pushed further into Angmar. Uh, you decided to choose a staging ground uh, within in this uh, this realm of Angmar, and you started to assign various tasks to some of your allies, the Wardens of Tharbad, led by Tharnow, uh, and the Dunland Dwarves, led by uh, Thorib and Thebe. You sent them back to Mount Gram with the hopes of sabotaging some of what was going on uh, with those goblins, with that uh, that inner city or, or colony that might be there. The Oathbreaker Dwarves, led by Rollin and uh, Daggett's brother Snagit, you sent with Lady Aracel's rangers uh, out to a place known as Moramin Telas, which was uh, apparently the castle uh, on the uh, the border between Old Rudaur and Angmar, where uh, the hill folk have uh, have taken root. Elrohir and Eladin and the other the couple a few other Rivendale elves you said you kept here to defend the camp, and should any any, any reinforcements be necessary, they could be there to move as needed. And uh, the well, the elves of Forland, as they have the most uh, the most interest in Othringol, well, they traveled with you all to Othringol once more. Now, the route there was fraught with peril. You saw all sorts of dangers, more so than you saw the last time you were here. And not only that, you saw them much better armored and equipped. You saw these ursine beasts of Angmar, of which the last time you only saw like one of. Now you see them in greater number. Uh, you saw white wolf packs from the Floridwaith uh, moving around, scouting here and there, growing larger and stronger, it seems as though. Snow trolls that kind of blended in with the horizons nearly caught Daggett at one point as he was uh, stealthing ahead. And you also saw a very familiar, you presume, uh, cold drake that nearly discovered you all as you were trying to climb up this almost sheer cliff on the mountains of Angmar. Outside the door to Othringol is where uh, some things kind of went went pretty south pretty quickly as the elves of Forlan started acting oddly. Andrim, Gilly noticed, uh, started walking westward almost off a cliff and stopped, if not for Gilly, might have gone right over that cliff. And he just stared in his kind of lost fashion out on the horizon to the other, the other mountains in the range, off in maybe the direction of Karndum itself. Balavan went into a rage, uh, actually threatened Terraneth at one point, slammed his fist, now cut on the wall or the door of Othringol, forcing it to open. There was a rush of cold air, and he got, he went down into, into the dungeon as fast as he could. Now, I need you all to do something as we start up right there. I need you all to go ahead and roll a shadow test against sorcery. As all of you, as this rush of ice and wind and these spores that are on this grime that some of you are very familiar with come flying out of the open door that Balavan has descended down. You look around you, the Forlond elves, including Amdurim, not including Balavan, have collapsed into the snow. They seem, you think, unconscious. Uh, it does look as though they are still alive at the very least, but they definitely look to be unmoving. Uh, Tara got a uh, twenty-seven with one six. Okay, very nice. Is, is sorcery uh, the wisdom one? Sorcery's yes. wisdom, yeah. Okay. I got a fourteen. Needed a fourteen. Got an extra six. Okay. I got I got an eight and a six, and then two ones. Very nice. <laughs> or three ones, I should say. Uh, uh, like, oh, fuck. Uh, that's a seventeen. Yeah, I math. 
As long as I got more than 14, I'm good. Okay. Uh, Daggett, how'd you do? I took an audience die, uh, and I got a 19 needed an 18, so I'm glad I took it. So what you're saying is, is that you didn't read the note that I dropped in Discord. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't do it on... I'm sorry. I'll re-roll it. <laughs> Go ahead and re-roll it. While uh, you're doing you that... Could, alternatively, you could spend a fellowship point right. to take favored, Yeah, which is that. thankful to Lady Artolos. Exactly. I got 18, needed 18 anyways. Okay. Nice. Any bonus successes? No. Uh, okay. Arineal, how did you do? Uh, I passed with a 19 over 16, no extra successes. And Floyd, how did you do? Success for me, 18 over 15. Okay. No extra successes? No extras. Gilly and Taraneth, uh, you both were successful with one bonus. Take you're going to take one point of shadow. Uh, you resist the rest. The rest of you are going to take two points of shadow. As you all hear the very familiar whispers start to cascade out of the darkness below, you hear the shouts of Balavan as he shouts almost defiantly. Like, he's like, foul sorcerers face me. And it's kind of like echoing, wafting up from below. And all of you hear this cracking of ice you look around, there's nothing physically cracking, but it's there. It's kind of echoing in your head as some sorcery has likely been released. And I'll turn it over to you. What are you all doing? Uh, Gilly's going to immediately check out Amdurim and see um, if she's able to rouse him at all. Um. Uh, yeah, so you go over. And you can see as you kind of roll him over, his eyes are closed. As you, as you look a little bit more closely, you see his, his eyelids are kind of like rapidly flapping. Okay. Um, Harris done something similar to the closest, whatever is the, whoever is the closest up that has fallen. Gilly's so going to try and slap you, him. If you want to roll a healing test, uh, both of you, as you're both attending to different folks, you can go ahead and roll heal, heal test if you want. Okay. How many dice? Uh, great success. Nice. A failure for me. Okay. It's an 11 and no successes. You, Tara, you're sitting there, you're kind of pressing ear to his to his chest, you're trying to wake him a bit, opening the eyes, listening for, you know, listening for any signs of, of life. He, you can't see a wound of any kind. He looks intact, this elf. You can feel a touch of warmth coming from them. As far as you can tell, they're awake. It's almost as if they're asleep, um, but you can't seem to wake them. Gilly, you are kind of doing the same thing, except as you peel back, you see the eyes. The eyes of Amdurim have rolled all the way back uh, in their sockets to the point where, like, you can't even see. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just this, 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 this sort of strange block of some kind. And he is, he is far gone. Um, however, uh, because you had a success you would probably come to some conclusion, especially since your experience here, he is ensorcelled in some fashion. You've seen it happen before. You've seen others in the fellowship and others that are allies of the fellowship come under some kind of 
magical sway. Uh, it's hard to explain exactly what it is, Gilly, as as the idea of sorcery is still such a, a an arcane and foreign concept. But mm-hmm. but somehow he seems to something has has control of him. So, Orinial uh, would um, kind of turn to everyone and, and just kind of say, like, quickly, we, we need to. And she'll, you know, kind of point overhead and kind of how we, you know, kind of saw all these dangers as we were coming up. Like, if, if they can't move in on their own, then we need to move them in ourselves. And so she'll try to get everybody to kind of move these folks that have, you know, kind of fallen. We can't just, like, leave them out here um, to, you know, for whatever to kind of take them while we go inside. So she's going to try to start dragging these elves inside. Okay. Anyone helping her with that? Yeah, of course. How many elves were there? Uh, you had a grand total of six with you, so there's five now that Balavan, Balavan has ran inside. Yeah, you can grab two. Okay. Again, they're not very heavy. They're they're they're, they're elves, obviously, so they they're not they don't create a great deal of weight, and so there's no no issues here. Uh, Tara, you probably hear this. You hear the sounds coming from that cliff like this crunching sound, the sound of almost falling rock. You actually see like a disruption at the end of that cliff. You see like the, like the, the ice and the rock itself, almost like it's being shook in some way at the very far edge. And you hear the sound of like a screech from below. You saw as you were climbing up here, this cold Drake that was swooped down. And you've also seen now it climb I would say you, as as a ranger, you're probably able to put two and two together that you think it's possible something's climbing up the side of that mountain. I share that manically and slightly frantically <laughs> with everybody else. Inside, with haste. Okay. You all... And close the door behind us. Absolutely. So you all plunge into... Uh, Plunge into Othran Gold. If you recall, it's kind of a narrow, descending, spiraling staircase. Those of you who have been here before, coated in ice and grime, there is a very foul smell on the air. Um, I think everybody took Gilly's advice and started covering their mouths at some point, I believe. Uh, but nonetheless, the odor wafts through it and pushes through the fabric in some way. As you walk in, uh, Gilly, I'm, I'm always presuming, unless you tell me otherwise, you have your yeah, lantern Yeah, I already out. Land, lifted my hand. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I was like, are you raising yep. your hand? No, oh, no you're carrying lantern. the lamp. That's that's right. You can hey, see. I'm so sorry. Before we proceed, um, can you just remind me, what is it that Balvan yelled when we were doing all this stuff? He yelled, he, he yelled, foul sorcerer, show yourself. Got it. Thank you. So you come inside, the door closes with this ominous thump you hear the sounds of very slight grinding you can kind of feel it floy daggett beneath your feet that's that there's some engineering at work there and you see as the lantern illuminates these tiny little particulates floating in the air here and there they kind of get caught in your hair on your clothes you can see them stick in some ways to the lantern itself almost start to glom onto the lantern you have to constantly wipe it before it it actually darkens it in some way. You don't move a few steps before it's starting to hit you in various places. It's a relatively tight staircase going, and it winds its way down. It's very slippery, uh, but you all are 
seasoned adventurers. There's no reason to to cause any kind of roll. As you move down these steps, you eventually open up onto, for Floy and Gilly and Arineal, a, a, a site you've seen before. But for Dag and Terra, this is new. You see kind of like um like an antechamber of some sorts with this step seating like you could, you're not sure if it's seating or steps that just move up to the sides of the walls as if in the flattened area someone might speech and speak or lecture in some way and others might be on the steps and you can see that also all around the room there are these figures they almost look like statues uh, they're covered, they're made of ice and this dark shadowy grime underneath that layer. Some take on the shape of, of what looks like very slender elves, others a little bit, a little bit stockier like dwarves, but they, they, they certainly look like the, the folks of, of middle earth. They're not moving. They're completely still, but some of you know that these are very, these echoes, these very strange things kind of I'm not really sure what to make of them. There's also on the on the floor, you can't really see the ground, but you can hear like the stone and the ice beneath you. But you can see that there's this very slight mist uh, that sort of wafts over your ankles uh, here and there. There is no sign of Balavan. You do see that there is a large, I would say, arch passageway that leads out of here and deeper into Othringal. And that is where you all arrive as you drag the bodies of these forlorn elves down. I'm going to prop the elves up against the wall or the steps. Can we help them at all, Gilly? They, it seems to be magics. I, uh, Gilly pulls out the ring of dreams and she contemplates putting it on to see if she can wake them with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's something I could try. Do you put it on? Uh, she, uh she, she's going to look at you guys. I could maybe wake them with this. We, we, we brought them here because we felt we needed numbers. So if you think it might be useful. Whatever happens, we are here. Also. Okay. And, and Gilly does put the ring on. Gilly, you put the ring on. The rest of you immediately watch as she collapses to the ground in much the same manner that you saw Amdurim and the others. Gilly, you feel yourself standing, but you look down and you watch as your body has fallen. Like you can see your physical form kind of collapse. And there is this moment where like your standing self and your physical self are in two separate places, but then this delay kind of happens and you begin to fall as well. You look around the room and you see that you are in the same location as you just Mm -hmm. were with your friends, except where you saw with your friends, these statues of grimy, icy echoes here you see that shadow is not encased by that ice. And instead it's these swirling vortexes uh, with sort of bipedal form and all of them swarm at you immediately. Um, I'm going to give them all a couple hits uh, and then you have an opportunity to go 
and tell me what you want to do, but they immediately lunge at you. Okay. Uh, but the rest of you on the outside is all kind of happening at the same time. The rest of you sure, notice sure. that like she collapses. So everyone will have a chance. Um, all right. So. Oh dear. Um, it's the more uh, interesting thing to put the ring on. It, it totally is. is. <laughs> it is. But. It is a little I like mean, putting was, the one ring on when you're yeah. walking through Mordor, though. Like, no, that's no, the, it's that's fine, you guys. That's, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I was going to do it outside, but then it's like, oh, we got the ice yeah, ring coming. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Inside we do it. Okay, so there are a total of six of these. Uh, so six attacks. Don't worry, they're not the greatest. The first one's definitely going to miss. I rolled a one on my feet die. Second one is 13. That's going to miss two. Third one, another one on the feet dies. It's another miss. Fourth one, that's better. Uh, that is a 20. Uh, so that'll that'll hit, right? 20 hits. That you, one right? hits, yeah. Uh, fifth one, uh, that is a salary. So that's also going to hit. No extra, no extra successes in either of those. That's two hits. And then sixth one, uh, that's a nine plus 15, 24. 24 with an extra six. So three of them hit you. Um, and one of them hits you with an extra success. Uh, all right. You, let me double check their math on this and everything. Okay, so the the normal hits are going to do four points of damage apiece. So that's eight points of damage. Okay. And then the one that got the extra success, take another four points of damage. Then give me a give me a, a dread test for shadow. Okay. That's what I'll I'll spend it on. So that's gonna be so dread, by the way, in case um for my dread, that's um that's the valor one. You. So that's a success with an extra six. You feel your your blood just go cold, like your whole body, like from the inside out, begins to freeze. Like you can feel, like almost as if the the blood coursing through your veins begins to coat over with ice. Those of you uh, on the outside, you watch as not only does do these small little nicks and cuts begin to just manifest on Gilly's body. But you also notice that she begins to pale. Whatever exposed skin she might has, kind of, kind of becomes very, very white. You can actually start to see the veins of her, uh, of her, of her body uh, begin to kind of grow bluer in some respect. Uh, did you have a, did you have a bonus success on that, Gilly? Yeah. Okay. So then, no shadow, uh, but the effect does start to. You start to feel it, but you don't actually take anything, any, any shadow from it. Okay. Gilly and uh, so I'm going to give everybody else on the outside a chance to respond and then we'll have Gilly respond. So so on the outside, how do you all respond to Gilly collapsing in front of you and these wounds begin to show? So Arineal, um would immediately um, drop to Gilly's side and try to kind of pull this ring off of her finger. Tara has the same thought. Daggett gets his axe ready. Okay. Uh, you, so both Arineal and Tara, you both scramble down and you begin trying to pull this, this ring off. And you realize as, as, as you kind of place your, your hands over that she's, she's freezing, like she's ice cold. And as you start to pull the ring off, you can feel the finger almost begin to crack. Like you're breaking a piece of ice off. 
uh, go ahead. And since you're both doing this, like you, you, one of you can make the roll and the other can, um, can just add a bonus die for this. Uh, you're going to give me a roll and this is really just to do so without permanently injuring Gilly's hand. What kind of roll? Uh, yeah. So I was looking, let's do, yeah. hmm. hmm. Um, I'll take like an athletics or a stealth maybe because stealth, stealth seems like it's something you're doing carefully or a scan even if you want to do a scan as you're trying to, to do so in a way that is is careful. I would I would be up for rolling athletics with yeah, the I'm boost from Tara. Athletics. Yeah, right. do it. Do Go it, for do it. it. All right. While this is happening, uh, Gilly, you're, so this is all happening kind of simultaneously. Gilly, you're being swarmed by the, the shattery visages inside. Um, how are you reacting to this? Um, I think she would also dive towards her body to try and mm-hmm. reach for the ring on from this side. Absolutely. And as like you're kind of falling down, you're in the process, you, like, you scramble, you try to turn over. And each time you reach out and try to grab your hand, you're sort of dream-like state, like your unseen state here, like tries to go th- and it goes through your hand a bit. Like each time you're just desperately trying to grab it, you just feel slash, grab again, slash, grab again, stab here and there. Arineal, how'd you do? A regular success. Okay. So Gilly, as you turn and hold up an arm almost instinctively, or maybe you're, you're, you're a weapon you pull out of the lantern, something to kind of block Give me an awareness test. Okie dokie. And uh, Arineal, how many successes did you get? Just It was just one. Just yeah, one. it was a 20 over 13, but no I'm just extra curious. sixes. Uh, extraordinary. Okay. You, two things happen. This is all happening simultaneously. Arineal, Terra, you both are, are trying to pull the ring off, but it's one of those things where if you just grab it and yank it off you might literally break her finger off tara you hold the hand kind of pinch the the base of the finger while rineal you sort of thread the finger out and you manage to do this without harming gilly gilly as you turn and brace yourself you look beyond these swarming shadows and you see this massive elk this man on top of the elk frozen together into like one basic form, except you've seen this creature before, except mm-hmm. now you're seeing it not covered and coated in that grime and ice and not sworn by shadow. But you see a large man, you would, you would assume human, but a very kind of like, like a hill folk, like a hill folk person. Um, and you can see that the elk itself has these beautiful, beautiful antlers that's, that sweep out to the side. But as he looks down at you, the face is just kind of coated in, in this just sort of blue tinge. And he looks at you with great and utter sadness. And then the ring gets yanked off and all of that's gone. You feel the cuts and the bruises from when you were attacked. You feel your hand aching slightly where the ring was taken off. Ari and Tara are right over top of you. You see Floyd and Daggett, weapons drawn nearby, but Floyd and Daggett, there's nothing to hit. You see nothing to hit other than each other. I was looking at Gilly's hand if necessary. Okay. 
Yeah, once the once the ring is off and Gilly's back in her body, she just does this kind of like in like her hand whips up again above her face like it's trying to cover her from being attacked and you guys see the scrapes and whatnot from it and she points uh she she scrambles up and she points towards the um kind of like statue people i guess um the echoes as we've been calling them um uh they they uh, they they those are spirits i i cannot i can't i can't help them with this uh uh, and I, and I, he's, he's, he's still here. The, uh, the, the, the Elkman, um, um, he's, That's uh, right. he, he's, he's, he, I, he's trapped here. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm just glad that you are not trapped there. That I was that brave was of you idea. to try to I sh- find I them. But... I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see them. Um. It was the only idea we had. It was not a bad idea. Uh, no, no, that that I that was a bad idea. That was a bad idea. Uh, and and Gilly is shaking a little bit because that was terrifying. Um, Tara puts her just, arms around her. Calm. And um. She just quickly will pick up the ring from you and she doesn't even touch it with her hands again. She gets the fabric that she previously had it in, ties it up, and then wraps it and, and puts it oh, deeply in her bag. We don't have the luxury of more rash decisions. We must be cautious. The elf has already wandered off. These elves are useless. We are on our own. We cannot afford to make mistakes. Anytime we can... At the mention of the elf, you hear distant, muted, barely heard. You hear, so sorry, as Balavan's voice just kind of echoes through the halls. Go ahead, Ernie, I'm sorry. If we have any way to look at the situation from multiple perspectives, we must try. Let's see what he has found. We move slowly, carefully, and we stay together. We do not risk ourselves for someone who's run ahead foolishly. As right. you wish, Captain. Who takes the lead? And push lead the way. I think I've been here yeah, before. Okay. okay. Floyd, uh, I'll give you three options. You tell me which one you want to use. Um, whichever you use is going to be ill-favored. Uh, stealth, scan, or athletics. Stealth if you're moving slowly and carefully and quietly. Scan if you're looking for like nooks, crannies, the right way to go, that kind of thing. Athletics if you're just kind of pushing through and not really care about like noise or you're just just you're just bulling a you know you know was it bull in a, bull in a china shop? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do scan since I'm favorite. It'll be null. Okay. Six twelve. Oh, actually failed. You, you you remember this place. You've been here. But as you push through the archway from this antechamber, you see this hall extend out before you. And you remember them. You remember the alcoves. You remember the strange effigies on some of the shelves that contain like this mixtures of bone and, and candle. And 
you're not sure somebody had been tending to it, you see a lot of these same things. You, you remember walls having been collapsed or coated over with ice. You find yourself being, you know, going through these halls quietly and carefully motioning to others behind to follow you, but such a panic sets in as you do not remember the way and you turn at one point down a hall that you feel great confidence is how you push forward, how you get back to that, that arcane chamber where, or the, the, the room filled with icy faces. But all I you see this, is this, this long, hallway. dank hallway. Yeah, go ahead. I swear this hallway leads to this chamber, but no, I'm mistaken. I'm lost. Iridia will kind of try to see if she can call out to Balavin. So sort of that like not fully throated, but just sort of like Balavin. You call out. There is no response. You watch up ahead as Floyd kind of pushes a door open to try to slide in and he nearly falls down some pit floy you kind of cling and hang on to the door itself but you see it's almost this this dark fall into nothing you look below you see a bit of the ice and grime and dirt kind of fall in your stead the last time you were here this this was a route it was a descent and it took you to this 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 room filled with like these strange frozen bodies in the middle of a chamber that is not what you see at all. This place looks vastly different. Go ahead and roll a sorcery uh, shadow protection test there, Floy. As you uh, are becoming a bit addled. I'll use the fellowship uh, point here for Lady Atorlos' advantage mm-hmm. or favor. Nice. Let me know how you do. Regular success. Okay. Uh, you do feel a point of shadow come over. So we're going to take a point of shadow as you, you're, you're having trouble concentrating here and there. Uh, you do manage to pull yourself away and not fall. You do manage to look around and realize, no, 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 this isn't, this, no, this isn't the path. Like this is, a, you, you must have made a wrong turn and it starts to dawn on it that, that you did. And it's not like the, the like you're no longer confident that this is the way. You're sure you went the wrong way at this point. You must have made a wrong turn in the past. Something must have changed. But you're also feeling this 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 adult sense has started to take over your mind in some fashion. Someone take point. I'm a bit foggy. I'll do it. Okay. Dare tries to step up and and is. I will lead us, but I do not know where we head. So Tara, uh, same three options. Stealth, if you're looking to move quietly and carefully. Yeah. Scan, if you're looking for like hidden, you know, hidden paths that maybe aren't obvious. Athletics, if you're just trying to move with alacrity and not necessarily caring who or what hears you. Uh, and the uh, thing is, I'm, Tara, you don't sorry, have to roll ill-favored like Floyd does. You can roll normal. I'm going to go with athletics because uh, 
It's really more like a dwarf than a ranger. <laughs> so she, she's not particularly stealthy. Um, and I will. Uh, can I have an audience die for that? I will mark it off. Sweet. Uh, that very generous is, audience. Yes, thank you. Uh, as the 24 were two successes. Okay. You find, you just turn around at, at like Floyd kind of leading you to this sort of dead end where this room seems to have suffered a rock slide at some point and it's just, there's no way forward. That pit, that, that, that fall, you think it might even fall out the side of the mountain. You turn, you, you know the way you came and you just march in that direction and without really worrying too much about being too quiet you open doors look down this look down that and you're just just instinct at this point looking for a hallway looking you know that you came in at the very top and you're looking to the sand you're looking for anything that might take you down eventually you do actually find yourself uh in a, a room that for some of the folks here does in fact look familiar as you see this this massive pit but unlike what the room that Floyd opened the door into is not a crack or hole in the floor from where the stone fell. It is, it is a built pit. You can see the masonry beneath the, the layer of ice where someone has created this circular pit, this very large pit. And it is several stories deep, like four, five stories deep. Gilly, you hear crackling echoing up from it. And you can see that there are in the, in the, in the middle of this pit, it's almost like this jagged, pyramid of frozen bodies refuse uh and all of it seems to go again down four or five flights you see there are these two other pathways again more arched uh more arched hallways going going out of the room in addition to where you entered but for those who have been here before this finally looks familiar what do you all what want to do? kind of bodies when you look at them from the ones from the very top, uh, you definitely can see it. It looks like they're it's similar to what you've seen outside. Wolves, some orcs, little mixtures of everything. Uh, okay. You can't see them all, but that's the stuff that's immediately noticeable. Right. But not any uh, one significantly more than the other kind of thing. Uh, not that you can tell from above and without like really starting to hack into it because they're all kind of coated and covered like they've been stuck in a freezer for Got eternity. It. Got it. Thank you. Is there anything on the, the walls or just or Neil just sort of wants to look around and just. Yeah, you look around and you see again the same those same little like nooks, those little alcoves here and there that the little shelf, some of them that had that little effigy, if you recall, there were like little bones and things. You lifted it up. There was like a candle. It definitely looked it gave the sense that somebody or something had been tending to Othringal, right? You see them here as well. Uh, none of them are lit. None of these candles are lit, but you definitely see the skulls in those little alcoves all set atop this little pile of small, very thin bones. Mm -hmm. If you would like, Irineal, you can roll a test as you're looking. Um, scan or lore would probably be fine. 
Probably lore. Uh, it's lore. Yeah, I don't roll a ton of lore, so let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, go for it. See. And take an extra one as uh, if yeah. Tara, if you and Tara are going to like put your heads together on this one. So uh, <laughs> would you mind if I took a favorite from you, Renee? Because I'm actually, uh, sorry, I'm favored on lore. Um, so could I possibly take support from you? Sure, go ahead. Sweet. Uh, 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 and these these alcoves look familiar from the last time we were here, right? Like yeah, they, you've they, seen it before. Yeah, yeah I, I thought so. One so thing you sure. would immediately remember uh, is that many of them didn't seem to be equipped properly. As you've been traveling first through Floy's strange turns here and there, and now as Tara has just kind of marched you deeper into Othran Gold, all of them seem tended. You see all like all some of these looked as though they hadn't been fixed or it, it definitely looks as though there has been more activity since the last time you were here. Okay. Okay. Uh, 27 with a 12 and a 6. Tara, you know with 100% certainty that these are the birds of or these are the bones of birds. Uh, you can see that there is a, a humanoid skull sitting atop a pile of very small and fragile bird bones. Um, and within that little, that little pile of bones, there is each a cal, uh, a, a candle of some kind. Uh, it is a dark candle. You're not entirely sure where the wax is coming from, but you would imagine there might be some creature in Angmar. Like the ecology of Angmar is different, but you would imagine it could, it could be, you know, coming from some of the, the creatures that, that, uh, come across the, the forward wait. So but you'll be able to recognize is it them as reasonable to make an educated guess that these might be the same birds that have been harassing the fellowship for a minute? <laughs> uh, I would actually give you with certainty that you think these were probably smaller. Uh, so that like okay. you've been seeing some larger blackbirds. Uh, you think these are, I mean, if they were maybe maybe fledglings or something, but otherwise. They all look very, very small. And then I will share all that and specifically make mention of them being different than the ones that we've been seeing. We just can't get away from the birds wherever, wherever it is that we go. Um, Balavan? So I'll kind of try again since we uh, moved forward and still didn't find him. Roll a... Actually, no, I'll do it. I'll roll it. You hear a voice coming from the right-hand exit out of here on the opposite side of the room from where you entered. You hear a voice kind of echoing through, Hey, we'll find him! And Arrhenia will lead this time towards um, what she hopes is his voice. Awesome, awesome. Perhaps we do not continue to announce our presence as we move through. We're looking to find someone. We could wander for hours aimlessly. I would prefer to have a goal and try to meet it. This place is tricky, though. There's no sense in knowing if whether something is imitating him. This is This is also true. Stealth scanner athletics, same deal, but also just like Floy, you need to roll it ill favored. Ernie. 
Okay. Um, I mean, it's, it's clearly not stealth, as Daggett has pointed out, because we keep announcing her <laughs> So I'm not going to do that. Um, sneak, sneak, sneak. You down there? <laughs> sneak, sneak, sneak. Exactly. Uh, so I'll do athletics. Um, oh, so yes. I'll, I'll take okay. an audience, but it will just be straight, um, since normally that would be favored for me. Awesome. So that's a candy and a six and yeah, so that's a whole big number um, and a great success. You push forward um, with some speed with athletics. You get halfway across the room when all of a sudden bursting up from the pit coming out of some of the, the entranceways from both of the, the exits from the way you came, you see this just swarm of fog uh, and t- tiny little ice particulates. And for a moment, all of you are separated from one another. Everything is just white, and it's very, very difficult to see. You can hear each other, uh, but you feel like this swarm and swarm. You reach out, try to grab for whoever's nearby, and eventually that fog fades, dissipates, And when you look around, you see that none of you are actually touching each other. Instead, you have reached out and your hands have clasped on to this figure. Just like the grime figures in the first room, the antechamber that you came into. They look like humanoids. They look like elves or dwarves or human, but they're ice and shadow beneath it. And all of you have reached out and have grabbed onto one of them. And none of you are holding on to each other. And they are still as mannequins. But those of you who are close can just see almost like like the shadow is shifting and moving beneath the ice. And kind of pull your hands back and you can see that they are all standing next to you. And the ground is now coated in a bit of spore and a bit of ice, a bit of grime. But you can push forward if you like. So, yeah, Arrhenia will just sort of drop the hand and just looks around to assess if there's any movement. No movement. Nothing that I, yeah, no, nothing in addition to what I've already said. Like the idea of like something, like they're all still. They're in various action poses, but you also yeah. notice that they don't actually move. But as you look beneath that surface of ice on their, you know, like their skin or whatever, underneath you can see like a little bit of swirling going on of like shadow. And Arrhenia will kind of look to to Gilly or Daggett and see if they want to take over since they have different ideas about uh, volume of movement. Oh, oh, you can keep going. Like, you actually haven't left a room. Like, your your role would push mm-hmm. you forward. I just wanted to give you a chance because I just rolled an encounter, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, like, look at the one in front of me just to see if, like, looking at it will give me anything. But if not, then we'll... Nope. Move on into the next room. You've seen them okay. before. Like your memory yeah. is familiar with them. You know that like if you hit them, they explode in this burst of spore and ice and like it causes yeah. people to cough strangers. Right. Gilly's got the masks on yeah. and such. And yep. Gilly does do a quiet reminder for the group of of if we do have to destroy these, try not to breathe it in. It makes you very, very ill. Uh, I almost died. As you push, as you push forward uh, past these 
heeding the warnings of Gilly, making sure not to accidentally knock some of these over, you find yourself descending, uh, not downstairs, but down more of a ramp or decline. You again see along either side more of those alcoves here and there. And then you see about halfway down a very lengthy slope. Looking straight ahead, it continues into darkness up ahead. But you notice that it flattens for a moment, like a landing. And there is this intersection, this wide and dark intersection. And as you look off to the right, Gilly, you recognize this this route. You remember walking in that direction. You remember seeing that like elk rider dragging across the ground this large tree branch, this almost petrified tree branch atop which skeletal bones and such had been affixed. And you remember, if not for Sorendir grabbing and pulling you into the shadows, might have might have seen you. But mm-hmm. you remember that as the path. You also know that continuing down that slope is going to take you, if your memory is correct, to this little intersection where there were sort of three different paths. One that took you into that room filled with faces. One that took you to a room filled with these small frozen people atop which there were those 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 white birds and then the other path which was collapsed with a door like the the earth had collapsed over top of it there was some sort of torture room and cells where you and Sorendir had a very frightening moment mm-hmm. um so you which, know where you're at yeah which direction about do we hear balavan possibly yelling from could uh, I do like an awareness roll? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah, yeah. That's fine. Sure. Yeah, give me an awareness. Uh, anything you do, though, Gilly, is going to be at uh, ill favor, though. So take that into account. Got it. Perfect. Uh, I figured that's still extraordinary. The three of you have been here before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, you think it's it's further? It's straight ahead, like down the the climb and into the darkness. Not not kind of the route that where the elk rider was. Okay, so uh, Gilly would like to lead the way then, um, stealthily, if possible. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same deal, though. Yeah, just imagining it's this very like mom Gilly just turn around with big eyes with the like. <laughs> I I don't even know if it would be like that way at this point. Like she just kind of steps forward and you kind of see her crouch down and like adjust her her cloak around mm. her a little bit better and mm-hmm. she turns and she'll look behind at the person next to her and nod her head I presume it might be Daggett uh, and it just kind of like goes down the line but at, she's not talking at this point or making any noise nice and I am weary uh, 15 I pass but it's just a regular success Okay. You continue forward quietly, stealthily, and eventually you emerge exactly where your memory believes you should be. You see that there is this sort of half moon chamber that this, that this ramp connects to. And along the curved side, there are three different paths out. Now, the last time you were here, Floyd and Gillian Arineal, the left-hand door was ajar, but kind of crushed from above as though the earth had kind of collapsed it, but you could till, still squeeze through it. The one straight ahead was completely blocked. It was only the one to the right, which eventually led to that room filled with frozen faces 
that was actually unimpeded in partic any particular way. At the center of which there was a pedestal, and that still is here, you notice that around that pedestal, there are half dozen of those echoes, those icy folk with the shadows beneath, all of them kind of reaching out with a single hand and placing their hand in the center of this pedestal. And they're all there frozen, unmoving. The difference that you guys notice right now is that all three paths seem to have been repaired. You can see that the leftmost path, there's been work done to like masonry, Floyd and Daga, and both of you, I would say, can immediately see that this place, this whole wall seems to be in, in great. Whoever did this knew what they were doing. This, this isn't the work of some, some orc or some goblin or some troll. This was the work of someone who understands basic building technique. Uh, you can roll more if you want in a sec. But all three of them have doors. They're all closed, but they're all there. What'd you guys like to do? That masonry is interesting me. It was uh, same. I don't want to roll with Floyd though, because he's ill favored. Uh, both of you. Okay, fine. <laughs> God, jeez. Maxer <laughs> over here. Uh, both of you can roll craft tests, although Floyd, this is just a, a pure knowledge. So you don't have to roll this one ill favored. This doesn't, this isn't based on your memory of this location. Ooh, okay. So it would be craft though. And then, uh, Gilly and Tara and, and Ari, what is, what are the three of you doing? I'm wondering if I could, uh, Rule a lord test and figure out how old this this build is. Absolutely, yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah, uh, Gilly or Ari. Uh, I would probably be observing the thing in the middle. Okay, she's not going to touch anything, but definitely just check it out. I would say we'll roll over your awareness test you can see that there's a, a pedestal table of some sort. It's, you, it was there before. Um, mm -hmm. It seems to have been, much like everything else, touched up, cleaned in some fashion. Like, there's still coats and coats of grime and ice, like, spilling out from, uh, from, from the cracks in the walls here and there. But so much of this place seems to have been tidied in some fashion. You would probably, you can't really, like, because of your height, you can't, necessarily see it that great but if you peek back from like the ramp and if you kind of just do a kind of a pull your your head up they all seem to be like reaching into the center almost as though they're placing something there like you you almost imagine they have like a grip of somebody that would be wielding a sword or a dagger or, or a knife in some fashion and they're all kind of crossing the blades at the center of that pedestal I uh, got a 21 on my lore with one six. This place, you would probably guess, I mean, looking at the condition it's in, understanding, understanding how time, erosion, upkeep might factor, 1,500, 2,000 years old, maybe, something in those in the neighborhood. Okay. It's, not, it's, it's so not life. recent. Mm-mm. No, okay. I mean, like you can tell, I would say you would be able to tell that there are, there's patchwork that looks like it's been repaired recently, but the basic infrastructure sure. and the design of this place. Okay. It, okay. Yeah. Super helpful. That's exactly what I was wanting to get at. Thank you. Uh, Floyd Daggett, how did you do with your roles, with your craft roles? Single success. Same as Floyd. Here. 
All right, both of you then would be able to immediately identify. This is dwarven craftsmanship. Thank you. You don't have anything more than that, but it looks like somebody with with the knowledge of how dwarves and mason, how how dwarf masonry works. They repaired it here. You've got a dwarf working down here. I've never traveled this far east before. What dwarves would be around here? What dwarves would wish to stay in a place like this? Uh, I'm well, you do recall the one who betrayed his family and he was the crafter of some of the weapons we believe that we've been coming across. We've also met several dwarves who were kept and forced to labor as prisoners. That is true. What'd you find over there, Gilly? It just, it appears maybe they're placing something in here or, or crossing their, a weapon of some sort. I, I'm not sure, but I don't want to touch them. Fair enough. Shall I go through the door? Do we, which, do we hear Balavan? Not currently. Reniel, uh, during this time, has probably been shading a bit towards the door with all the elf faces, because that's what's sure. been in her nightmares. In your memory, it is the one on the right. And that is and where you go. That's where Reniel goes. Do you push the door open? Yes. Okay. You push the door open and you see it's as if the door opens up onto a glacial cavern. Uh, you see no more signs of stone or brick. Uh, you see nothing to suggest anything of hewn, uh, of like hewn masonry. It's just ice, icy walls, like an icy tunnel. And this is very much how you remember when you were last here, because uh, you remember the chamber with that that those icy faces. It felt like you were inside a glacier. Now, perhaps somewhere deep below the layers of grime and ice, there is stone, there is masonry, but it doesn't seem seem to be here. You, you, you feel a waft of cold air come in your direction. You think this is the right path. Um, Arrhenia will continue. Okay. Uh, so you continue down that. Is, is everyone following? Yeah, I'll let her go along. Yeah. Okay. It is a couple steps before the ground begins to crack. Gilly, it is not just in your head anymore. All of you can feel and hear that cracking. You see weird reflections from the light of Gilly's lantern and from you pathing through this place. But after, after a little while, this place does, in fact, open up onto a very familiar chamber. And it is a chamber that many of you have seen. And you can see that dozens and dozens of frozen faces are, are all, all kind of scattered along the walls of this crude chamber. Uh, you can see the visages of elves. Uh, there are dozens and dozens and dozens of these. And you can see on the far side, there is also 
a small archway and that you would know Floy and Gilly and Arineal that down that path lied the arcane chamber. It was down there that Marimben and Talendil were lost in the fight with whatever those creatures were in that chamber. But here you are. There's nothing in here other than a mist that seems to waft and move around as if it has some kind of sentience. It just doesn't really move in any discernible pattern. It's almost like the fog is roiling in a way that doesn't respond to you, but just kind of does its own thing. What do you all want to do? I would like to look for Balavan's face or the face of any of the elves that we brought with us. Roll scan. What's everybody else doing? Arineal wants to see if anything appears different than the last time we were here on these Also walls. a scan. Also a scan. Okay. Yeah. Is this uh, uh, ill-favored? Uh, for you, Arineal, since it's specifically comparing it to your memory of the last time you were here, yeah. Gilly's just going to uh, be fail. on alert for danger, uh, okay. probably near the door to the antechamber. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, we'll support that. Okay, so both of you are keeping a very close eye out for any dangers. Floyd, is there anything in particular you were looking to do? Yeah, I'll look in the spot where I digged up the face of the elf, see if that hole's still there. Yeah, you kind of cracked and smashed into one of them, and you see that it is in, is in fact still broken. Now, this doesn't require a roll. You find it quite quickly. It's broken. It's one of the, it's the only one broken. You can see that seed that was inside of each kind of deep below, kind of in their throats behind their mouths uh, that you had taken and taken with you and brought back to, to Linden. Um, still there. Nothing has been repaired, replaced, changed in any way, Floyd. Arineal, how did you do? Uh, great success. Okay, Daggett, you're looking specifically for the faces of the elves and you're, you're struggling and maybe they're there and it's just the hat, the nature of a dwarf to kind of homogenize elves. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening here. Arineal, however, you notice that there is something that is quite different, that there are three new faces on the wall, your own Floyd's and Gillies, each one of them beneath it. And that behind the lips, you can see that there is some sort of seed behind it. And she'll sort of wordlessly tug on Gilly and Floy's cloaks and just kind of tug at both of them and just point. Do I really look like that? Y yes, you there's, I, I don't, don't understand. Is that the three of you? It is. Was that here before? No. No, it was not. I have dreamed, not pleasantly, but I have dreamed of this place many times since we've been here. And have your faces been there in your dreams I was looking out from behind the wall so, so yours was I suppose yes and Gilly's covering her ears at this point and I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> is your friend's face on this wall uh, you do not see Sorindir's face no. Just, no, there's just the three. 
I do not know what it means. So can, can I mean, take a quick look to see if there are any recognizable faces for the elves that we traveled with specifically? Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, Daggett tried but failed, uh, but it's going to be scanned for you, Tara. Okay. Uh, I'm using audience dice as well. Let's see if have. let's see if rangers are a little more open-minded than Dag. <laughs> how can you tell them apart if they don't have a beard? Like it's all in the braid is how you know who you're talking to. Very few elves with beards. Kurt and the shipwright being one of them. That's that's a nineteen with no extra successes. You do in fact notice the face of Amdurim. Uh, no extra success, it's just a straight up success. You notice the face of Amdurim. Uh, you're not positive about the others, but you're you're certain you see Amdurim. He's the one you've spoken with the most. He's sort of the face of right. that group, and you recognize him. Balman, I, I didn't see. You do not. Okay. I I will point out to Amdurim. The, the story goes that Balavan did not come with Lady Ortolos and the other elves because after the battle uh, with like Fornaus and chasing back some of the, the folks of Angmar pushing them back to Angmar he went to look for for Sorendir and so he wasn't with the elves from Forlond that actually came here uh, Amdurim when you spoke didn't think he was but you also know that whatever happened to them seemed to have addled their memories and now Floyd and Gilly and Erinil you've been here long enough now to realize your own memories are very addled of this place like the things that you recall the places the twists and turns looks familiar um, but it's very strange and you've only had you know you haven't had nearly as much time away from the place as some of the elves and such that were here before so are all these recognizable faces kind of clustered together? Like Gilly, Ari, and Floyer together? Gilly, Ari, and, and Floyer together. Sort of, yeah. Okay. And Emdrin yeah. is separate. They're with the elves and stuff like that. And I would okay. say Arineal and Daggett, and, or excuse me, Arineal and Floyd and Gilly can probably recognize like Ortolo, Lady Ortolos and Meirthel and other elves that you met when you're in Forlon. Like, and they're all kind of grouped. You see a lot of recognizable people that you've met, befriended, etc. Right. Okay. Okay. And and Rydiel's a, a bit like cause she's remembering like the elves just aimlessly out on the boats, just not even knowing what they were doing. Um, and that kind of comes up for her of this like this is what will be in her future. And she just sort of kind of grips um, her weapon a bit tight. Do you we think must there's do a chronology to this? Like it goes from people who have entered this to from earliest to latest. You, I, that that kind of checks out. You would think like it's it's you're not sure because there are, are there are some faces in here that are completely unfamiliar to everybody. Like meaning they're not mm. necessarily elves. They're not necessarily any of the people that you've been with before. So they're just vaguely humanoid. Does one look like the hillfolk man who is riding the deer? Oh my goodness. Uh, Gilly? Yes. <gasps> so proud um, of you. Gilly. Oh, nice <laughs> job. 
<laughs> oh, I love this group. <laughs> Gilly's gonna go up to the the face of the hillfolk man, and she is gonna take out um, a dagger or something that she has, and she's gonna try and carefully from underneath carve out the seed and and take the seed out. Okay. Uh, this doesn't require a roll; just a couple minutes worth of your time. So. You can easily chip away and chip away and chip away. The one thing that you do notice happens, and all of you would be able to notice this as Gilly is doing that. You do see that there is a that disturbs the uh, it disturbs some of what's going on within the room. You can see that swarming that kind of uh, fog and mist on the ground seems to be a little bit disturbed by it. And right as you hit that last stab, and the seed tumbles down you catch it in your hand one uh, another one of those whiteout moments happens where like a flood uh, this tsunami of of ice and mist comes pouring out of the different entrances and exits from this room and you all become whited out and when it fades once more each one of you are is like contacted with one of those echoes of Othringul who seem to be kind of clinging on to you and you onto them in some fashion they never attack but they just grab you Gilly will step away from the one that's near her because she's still clutching the seed and she's going to open the hatch to her lantern and she's going to burn the seed. Okay. You burn the seed. And as she does so, she's wishing for this poor man to be released from, from Othringal. There. Hmm trying to see if anything would be perceptible to you there is a there is a very slight but perceptible shudder in the earth very slight though gilly floy should we take our seats i i i don't know um we should see what has happened to the man on on the rider. We should see what has happened to your friend and not tarry in this place any longer than we have to. If you wish your seeds, make the choice now so we can be gone. Arunia will get her seed. Okay. That's not again, not an issue. You can you can carve those out. Anybody who wishes to do so, Floy, you can do that as well. No problem. I'll leave you it. Know, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to leave over. it. Okay. Floyd leaves it. You do know that the path ahead is the one that descended into that chamber that had a very large circular marble-like table with a map of Angmar and Rudauer that seemed to have old borders drawn. And you remember that there was this like blue-green glow here and there as it almost looks like they were tracking certain keeps and castles and places. That's where... You all encountered some sort of sorcerer and whatever kind of warden was there to defend them. Uh, and you do know that was up ahead. And that was where everything went wrong. Where Yeah, because that's Maren where Sorendir lost Balavan's spear. So I presume that's yep. where he would have been heading. Um, for the record, Gilly does join Arineal with retrieving her seed, at least. Good to know. Uh, forward we go to that room. Okay. All right. You descend 
it is again another kind of circuitous winding ramp downward it's a little dicey at times as the as the steps are frozen over you can see beneath it there was stair stairs at one point and so you all kind of slip a little bit here and there at one point some of you see a spot where you fled and there were there was like people crawling up the uh, that that kind of twisty turny uh, turny staircase but eventually you get to the bottom and you see a very familiar room for Floy and Gilly and Arineal and for Daggett and Terra. This is your first time. And I'll tell you that around the area, it is a room that suggests some level of like a chamber where people of import meet. You can see a very fine and brilliant marble table. Uh, circular and large you see stair you see chairs of some kind of almost blue tinted wood and like you think maybe a stone seating and handrails have been tucked around it equidistantly you can see that there are all these alcoves uh, around the circular room much like you saw before but however this time around it's not they don't have those little effigies instead it's more like a museum where you see these pedestals coming up from the ground displaying some sort of artifact. Some of them are displaying shards, iciness. Some of them are empty, uh, but you nonetheless see them. They're very dark, uh, those alcoves themselves, but they are there. There are a total of six. Um, you can see that at the far end of the room, on the far side, one of the chairs around this table is larger than the others more ornate and behind it you can see that there is an archway that you all never were able to pass before those of you who have been here before the grime and the ice are still kind of coating everything however it is again a much cleaner room as if that ice and that grime is being pushed back or held back in some way you notice that the table itself which had once shown the map of Ariador, it looks different as if progress has been made for those of you with any feeling of battle uh, as if certain places have been scouted or cleared or it has the feeling that forces have been moved missions have been completed things have changed and it's not haphazard that is what you see when you come in here oh actually one other thing the last time there are these piles of tapestries and grime that were kind of frozen in the ground. They're hanging from the walls now. They're not fully restitched, but they are nonetheless hanging from the walls now. Okay. Reniel wants to take a closer look at the maps. Okay. Give them a closer inspection. It looks as though uh, there have been discoveries if you recall that there was like this blue green glow coming like almost like a backlit on the table itself. And you can see that this this table, which has kind of like this hexagonal inset in which the the map of the area has been unfurled. Um, it's actually not not paper, but nonetheless, it's it's sort of spread over that hexagon. But it does look as though some of those keeps across and castles across Rudauer 
uh, have been have been kind of marked off or shaded off in some way. I'll also give you, if you would like, a um, I guess scan or a lore orineal. Okay. Uh, 6, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, damn. 15 under 16. Okay. All you can really distinguish is that it does seem that there are, there's the section of Angmar seems more active than when you last left it. But the specifics of that are uncertain to you. Does the tapestry have any particular symbol? Yeah, I was hoping to check out the tapestries as well. You see, kind of buried beneath it, um, a lot of the fabric has been torn here and there, but you do notice what looks like these, um, like this mountainous range of some kind, these sharp, terrible mountainous range. And you also notice within it almost like this half moon that seems to cut over top of it. It's an unfamiliar symbol to you. I would say both would probably be unclear of what that might be. Um, it does not look like the insignia that you've seen on some of the equipment. So it's definitely something different. So it's something you haven't, haven't come across yet. Okay. Is it adorned uh, with black speech? Because Gilly can't read it, but she can at least recognize it. Oh, oh. Gilly, you step a little further up towards these tapestries and you see a few of them have like a, like this little banner, uh, underneath where the iconography is. And there is some stitching faded away there that it does in fact seem like black speech. Damn it. Ashley's on fire today. (laughs) (laughs) However, as you're doing that is now all of you have started to move and shuffle about the room, except for Daggett, who I think is back by the entrance. Um, you all feel a cold breeze begin to shift through. And those of you inspecting the tapestries watch as they ruffle and you watch as some of the ice on the walls and the grime on the table and the floor begin to swirl. And just like the last time some of you were here before, you see a figure begin to emerge on the far side of the table near where that ornate looking seat is. It is a figure that is humanoid in shape, but there is no real discernible face to it. No discernible clothing just looks like patches of ice and dirt and grime. And you see this aura of those spores. And as you're watching this manifest, all of you here, and you look around and coming out of the alcoves, this, the darkness of the alcoves, you just see people, They're dressed in kind of this armor that you saw one of those wardens that seemed to defend the sorcerer the last time you hear, except now it is not just one, but six. And Arineal and Floy and Gilly, all of you recognize the cold and frozen and sunken faces of two of them. It is not Sorendir, but it is Marimben and Talendil, eyes gone faces distorted and old and torn and stitched as if they have been 
vivisected and taken apart and re-stitched back together. There is no recognition on their faces whatsoever. And they reach down to their weapons, which they draw, and you see this ice-covered blade, and they begin to charge at you. And we are going into battle. Oh, gosh. Let's go. I need the <laughs> three of you to make oh, a very oh. important... It's just the three of you, Daggett and Terry. You're both, you both don't need to make this. You need to make a shadow roll for dread, uh, and it's going to be made ill-favored. Dread is... Uh, it's uh, Valor. Valor. Valor, okay. I was confusing. I would like oh, to use a fellowship goodness. point to just make it normal, if that's cool. Uh, it's a shadow straight. test, no. Oh, well, for fellowship. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fellowship, sorry. fellowship. My yeah. Bad. You said it was ill-favored? It is ill-favored, mm -hmm. yes. my friend, because you just okay. saw old friends of yours coming at you as ice zombie thingies. All right, let me drop some stuff on on the what's it called on the play well I am glad the player freak out doesn't translate to the character freak out who <laughs> <laughs> was really friends with Marimbem anyway she was kind of grumpy towards the end <laughs> you hold your tongue she was grumpy from the very beginning. She was grumpy. However, Tara knows almost exclusively grumpy towards, so it's fine. Luckily, I rolled a Gandhi and a 10. So the ill favored was okay. And another six after that. So thankfully. Success with a Sauron. Oh. Oh, Fuck. dear. Oh, oh no, dear. we got an echo. God damn it. <laughs> Wait, what? Sorry, I just realized I'm muted. Uh, I was—I uh, just accidentally almost put uh, Soren Deer onto the the battle mat, but he's—he's not—he's uh, not in the battle. And then, yes, oh, you're right, Gil. It's exactly what happens, Ashley. You—you—your uh, memory. I, I told you, memory I told you, your memory is flawed. Why? You're supposed to be role playing flawed memory. <laughs> what are you doing? Gilly wrote this stuff down. She's been reviewing her notes. You know. Exactly. Uh -huh. All right, so I don't have. We're not doing like a battle map or anything. That I'm just putting this on the uh, on the main. main oh, okay. okay, awesome. I was just gonna ask if I uh, was messing the mic. Nope, you're good to go. Um, cool. We'll put two off to the side to represent Marimbem uh, and Talendil, and then the others. Or these are all kind of guards or bodyguards, and then the frost right down there is the is the sorcerer on the far end of the room. Uh, okay, we've got a this double daggett. Uh, yeah, we definitely yeah. don't want two of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't one want is like plenty. Okay, okay. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I'm better than Marimbim. <laughs> At... We'll see after the battle. You're better than Marimbim. Let's see what happens. What? <laughs> All right, I think everything's set. Okay, uh, did any so nobody failed? Uh, none of the three nope. of you all passed. Okay, all right. Uh, and did all of you do? 
Sorry, there's no rule for initiative. I was like, there's a rule for initiative. What am I talking about? Okay. <laughs> just uh, gotta pick our stances. No time for no time for uh, what's it called? Opening volleys. Opening so volley. we're just going right into it as there is on the far end of this uh, of this place. You can see the sorcerer in your on the complete opposite side of the room. Getting over to that uh, will likely take your turn if you're looking to to get to them, uh, because there is a very large and very unmovable table between you and them. And now all around the room, uh, these various wardens of Othringal have begun to emerge from the shadowy alcoves. Uh, and so that's going to be where we're at. Uh, go ahead and set your stances. I'm really sorry, but I just have to get set of my system. There's no fighting in the war room. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just needed to say those words. <laughs> okay. Forward for me. Forward for you. Yeah, same. All right. Always forward. Unfortunately, you same. guys are outnumbered, uh, which means that I will be going ahead and setting targets. Uh, so I'm assuming, obviously, Gilly is going to be in the back, which is fine. But the rest of you are kind of making a line up in front. And so I'm just going to send... Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to have Talendil go after, the, you know, ex-Talendil go after Floy. I'm going to have Marimbem go after Arineal. I'm oh, going to have gosh. two uh, of these faceless wardens uh, go after Daggett. Two more going after uh, Terraneth. Uh, I'm going to have the Echo is going to go, and because the Echo can get on anyone it wants, it's going to manifest on Gilly. And then the frost white is all the way in the back. And that is our target selection. Forward stance folk, Arineal, that's everybody but Gilly. Any order you want, swing away. Rukazad. A shout out. All right. I'll put you to rest, my friend. And there is absolutely no recognition in the face of your old friend, Talento. This will give me a favored attack. For my okay. virtue. All right. Go right ahead. Uh, parry of two. Uh, so keep that in mind okay. when you check your target numbers. That's a extraordinary success. Okay. Uh, so give me the damage or whatever it is that you want to do with your bonuses. And let me know how it goes. Going to heavy blow twice. Okay. And then I think one of them parry or increase parry. I forget what the what it's called. But I raise my parry by two. You want to raise your own parry? Yeah, I got you. I know what you mean. So that'll be a total okay. of twenty-one damage. Right okay. Uh twenty-one damage is not quite enough, but that 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 hurt. <laughs> As you you bring down Kobar's cleaver and you kind of come on this this high angle and you just slash through the body and absolutely no blood is expelled. It's just this dry spore that kind of flies and floats out into your face. Oh, is he considered undead? Uh, he is in fact undead. Yes. I will I tell you that everyone in this room other than yourselves <laughs> is considered undead. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Then I get the super grievous of Kobar's cleaver added, so... Plus two damage. Plus two. Just Let me double check. <laughs> that is even closer, but not quite oh. enough to take him out. Uh, that is extraordinarily close to Hold actually on. one shotting him. Uh, so you're doing right. fend off, I think, with one of yours, which is you spend yeah. one success. 
uh, and you're using an axe, so this is going to give you plus one on your parry. Okay. Yeah, just to, keep, to correct the damage, actually, it's plus two or the, equal to my Valor. So my Valor is mm-hmm. five, so it's plus five, actually. So you so take 26. out Talendil in one horrific cleave, and your dear old ranger friend that you met on the hills outside of Fornost so many months ago, you slash through him in one merciful stroke, and he falls, and there's an eruption of spores. His head, face kind of moves. There's no sense of pain, no sense of recognition, no sense of of sadness or hate, but it just rolls there on the ground, lifeless. It was not him. It was just a vessel. Uh, but Talendil is no more. Okay. And Very following nice. that up, I get the extra intimidate foe so I can do the all check on all the enemies. Uh, they are not going to be affected by intimidate foe, okay. however. You get the undead stuff, but unfortunately that one's not going to work. <laughs> so That makes sense. Take the good, take the bad. You take them both and there you're at. That's all for me. Okay, man. Great first turn. Uh, after that, any of the other people in forward stance? Arunia so. would like to see if she can uh, just as swiftly uh, put Marimbem out of this. Go right ahead. So um, I would like to spend a fellowship point, if I okay. can, for favored. Okay. Well... Trying to remember, are we actually base? don't have that anymore. Oh, that's, that's, right. that's right. That's that right. was valid. That's right. Yeah, this she and uh, Ortolos is five audience shadow. dice, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, I'm gonna do this because I, I want to try because with Minozagar, um, it does good things if I can score a piercing blow. So that's why I want to see if I can. Uh, since as already discussed, this is undead. So that is a 10. And these are so, that's a miss if that's your total. I am assuming no, that's a 10 I mean, I mean, die and you have yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers yeah. you're going to show. Yeah. Um, and no extra successes, though, because uh, it's a 21 total, um, but no extra sixes. 10 is piercing, so if, though. Yeah. Exactly. So if you pour, if you score a piercing blow on an undead creature, the protection roll of the target is ill-favored. Okay. All right. Uh, um, let's and then I can add plus one to the damage rating or bonus equal to valor if used against a bane creature, which is also undead. So that is going to be a plus four. So the damage then would be what, five plus four is nine. Okay, nine points of damage, and it did in fact take a wound, as I did not hit your uh, your injury rate because I only rolled an eleven because it was old favorite. I rolled an eleven on my on my uh, my protection roll. You did nine points of damage. Yes. So you do take the sword, sword of the spirits, Menozagar slash. She gets her sword up just at the last second to cause the sword your strike to go slightly askance and not quite be a killing blow. She was always the better fighter than Talendil, and you did manage to do a significant injury as you see her left arm, her non-weapon arm, is now hanging from its shoulder. Okay. Uh, Who else? We got Daggett and Terra still to go. Forward stance. Both of you have two of these creatures on you. Go ahead, Terra. 
Uh, I will just attack one of them. Okay. And that is a 19 to hit. Okay. They with have one success. What's your normal? I think you're fine. Uh, these have plus two to parry. What's your strength rating? What's your strength target number? Uh, yeah, sorry, it's 13. You're 13. Know. You're you're fine. You're fine. Okay. So it, it meant basically normally it would be a 13 for you, but because they have a parry of two, uh, it would be a 15, but that's not Got the case it. now. Okay. Got it. Uh, all right. Did you, what so, did you roll on the feet die? Uh, I got a five on the feet die. I did get one success. I can't remember how distinctive features for combat work. Uh, it's not going to, that's not going to apply here. You're not really okay. close enough with a five to do any, to, to, to get it up any higher. So the, probably the best thing to do would be either to, uh, if you wanted to do more damage, you could do a heavy blow, or you can do what Floyd did. If you wanted to be more defensive, you can do fend off and get and increase your own parry on when they attack you. Uh, so can I do two. heavy blow? Okay, so let's take a look at your sword. So you're doing uh, spear. So spear. five damage. Okay, five damage plus your strength, which is six. So that's eleven points of damage uh, to one of these. Not enough to take it out. But you definitely uh, thrust this spear directly into the gullet of this creature, this faceless, old, worn face, uh, or excuse me, worn features of the of the the creature. No pain, no no response at all. Okay, all right. that's my turn. Okay, Daggett, we turn to you. All right, I'm gonna take an audience die and start swinging block fong. Don't really Attaboy. care which one I hit. Same stats for all of them, so 12. Uh, there should be two two parry on all of them. All right, so I need, with two parry, I need a 15 then, uh, which I get uh, two successes. So I will spend the extra success for uh, heavy blow. Uh, so okay. that'll be 14 damage total. Okay, 14 damage total. Not enough to take it all completely, but your you know, block, flan uh, block fong... Extends outwards, slashes through. You can see uh, the body opens up. You cut through the armor, this relatively nice armor for an undead, frozen white somewhere deep inside this mountainous dungeon. Uh, and you do manage to get through. Okay. And if its attribute level is seven or lower, it is knocked back. It is, in fact, knocked back then. So one of them will nice. be knocked back. Uh, as it is attribute level five. Okay, very nice. So I will say its turn um, will be spent basically recovering and getting its position back as opposed to attacking. Um, Gilly, uh, you have one of these things on you, uh, but mm -hmm. what would you like to do? Um, Am I able to get enough distance between to shoot with my bow or... Um, is that not possible? You can always, you know, you can absolutely do that. I'm going to give any attack that you do while this thing is clinging to you, basically, because it's got that cold, dead grasp. Uh, any shot you do with it is going to be at minus one. Uh, so just remove one of your die. One of my uh, D6. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not ill. It's not. It's not so bad to make it ill favored because uh, these things are kind of sluggish and slow, but they are at the same time kind of annoying. Cool. Okay. Uh, I did get a nine, so it will be rolling for a wound, and I got a six. Are you attacking? Which one? Which one are you attacking? Are you the, attacking the thing uh, that's on you. The echo on me, yeah. Okay, so you got a six. Uh, so what's the total damage? 
Before, uh, I, before I roll for runes, I'd like to know what the total damage is to see if it's even worth doing. So I do four damage plus uh, my bonus. I'll do four damage, so eight. Okay, so yeah, it's going to have to roll. It's not, it's not out yet. All right. So, all right. Uh, give that roll. Uh, that's a salary, a six, a four, and a two. So then no injury. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so it is, uh, this thing is fine. Uh, it did take damage, but it's, it didn't take its win. Okay. All right. My turn. Uh, so let's just go through this nice and fast. Um, I've got one of these is targeting Arineals. This is Marimben. This is going to take two swings at you with uh, this pitted blade uh, okay. that it has on Plus it. Plus one, because I'm in forward. Thank you. Uh, but you're not outnumbered, so there's that at least. Uh, 10, 16, 23 to hit with one six, one extra success. Uh, so that's going to be, I'll spend it on, I'll spend it on heavy blow. Eight points of damage, uh, onto Arineal. Second attack. Uh, that's terrible. Four, eight, 10, 13, 14 to hit. What's your parry? 16. Okay. So the second one misses. The first one, Marimbim comes back at you faster than you probably would have thought. Like you, maybe you've. You've forgotten somewhat how effective she was, or maybe yeah. her current her current image is like this icy, slow, sluggish creature. But nonetheless, she is there. Okay. Oh. Uh, the one by Daggett will stumble forward, won't attack, but the other one will. Uh, same thing, two attacks. Um, nine plus nine is 18. 25 to hit with one extra six. Uh, we'll make it the same... Same, actually, no. I'm going to make you roll a wound, actually, as I can take the six. So it's going to be four points of damage. Roll injury against 16, Daggett, as it as it tries to get underneath 16. the swing. Yeah, injury rating of 16 is what you got to beat. Uh, that's a gandy, uh, nice. and then a whole bunch of fours and fives. Okay, uh, the gandy will do. And maybe, maybe the voice of Gandalf wafts into your ears the warning comes back to you. You've heard him. Careful, Mr. Daggett. Careful in your travels. And you quickly swing black fangs, like the, the hilt of it, like the, the shaft of it, and you manage to, to ward off the attack. Uh, but you'll take four points of damage. Uh, did I swing twice, Stephen? Uh, no, you swing once on the one guy. All right, second one is 19 to hit. Yeah, I 15 parry. All right, straight four damage. I didn't roll any extra successes, so it's straight four damage. And that is Daggett, as Daggett is, uh, is again, being swarmed, but one of them just kind of got back up towards him. Tara. Tara has two on her. Um, Tara's got two, so... So it's just against my parry. My history parry, yeah? Yeah, it's just against your parry. Okay. Uh, oh God, two, four, seven, 12, 14, uh, 16. First attack of the two that are, there's two attacking. So you're going to actually have four attacks coming your way. The first misses. Oh, second. That's, and that might hit actually 16, 19, 26, 26 no, to hit. No, that doesn't hit either. So I saw my feet die, which was very low. So when I see the feet die being low, I assume, oh, it's it, that's probably not going to no, hit. And then I see six, super duper five, hits. five, you know. <laughs> no, um, that hits, you jerk. 
eight points of damage as I will spend an extra success to do a heavy blow. God damn! Can uh, I uh, be knock prone and take absolutely? Off that? Yeah, you can. You can. You can go knock back on that and yep. do half damage. Uh, so go ahead and, and do that. And that's endurance loss. Yeah. Yeah. So you do yep. half your endurance okay. loss. You're gonna lose your attack on your next turn. Uh, so you're okay. just gonna have to stumble back into position, but that's fine. It also means okay. that the next one's not going to attack you. And so since you've moved out of the direction, I'm going to then let it step over to Floy. Since its initial target is gone, it's going to instead turn its attention to Floy, who hasn't got attacked Sorry, yet. Floy. Floy. <laughs> Floy, you've got fend off, plus one to your mm. parry, don't forget. Uh, and so it's also one fewer bonus die since you're not outnumbered. Uh, that's a sorry. Uh, that is a sorry. Oh. Four points of damage roll for injury against 16. Okay. Um, second attack is going to be a six. Is is actually a sixteen to hit. Let's see, pass on the injury check. So wasn't able to pierce my mithril. Okay, so four basic points of damage on the first attack, but couldn't quite get past the mithril. And then a sixteen to hit on the second. Uh, meeting the parry is that enough? Are you adding in your fend off your plus yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it ha yeah. If it hits it, if it okay. hits it, it hits it. Yeah. So uh, another four points of damage, just a straight flat. Four more points of damage. That is the end of those turns. But then, my friends, there is the frost white, and I am going to use dreadful spells. I'm going to burn a point of hate. Oh dear. And I am going to target. Who do I want to target? There's five of you, right? Just not target, Gilly. I'm going to target Floy. <laughs> Sorry, Floy. Floy. Just not Gilly. You watch as the shadows around you and around where this warden is begin to swarm over top of it like it's this wave crushing over top of the warden and onto you. I need you to make a sorcery test, a shadow defense test using your wisdom. Okay. I have a three wisdom. And I'll snag a little Lady Ortolos fellowship here. Absolutely. This is a very important role. I did roll you randomly know things for my target. Are, you know things are serious when uh, Long is actually pulling in two mm -hmm. resources that we have. What do you, you guys are fighting the boss success. of Othringle. How'd you do? Regular success. Regular success. You're still going to take two points of shadow, but because you fail, you don't fall unconscious. But you, two t you do take two points of shadow as that... Uh, a dreadful spell on you. Um, then. Okay. Then I'm going to use darker than dark. I'm going to spend another hate. And this time it's as if all of you, all of you that are in combat, so this is except for Gilly, who's at ranged, but all of you that are fighting these wardens, it's like this cloak of darkness comes over top all of you uh so everybody in close combat all of you on your close combat uh are going to lose two d6s uh on your attacks against the creature um well against this particular creature if you guys decide to attack this one and anybody who's at ranged is also going to lose two d6s for the entire fight so it kind of just wraps this darkness begins to swirl it's this supernatural darkness Oh, and that is its turn. We go to the top of the so round. Any, yeah. So if we try to attack that thing, it's going to be minus 46. If anyone tries to go up and attack it, 
your first attack against it in close combat is minus 2d6. All attacks after that are fine. Anybody who tries to attack it at range for the entirety of the fight is at minus 2d6. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Got it, got it. Okay. And is that range effect for everybody or just that guy? Any, it's it's just the boss, just the big guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your attacks on the on the wardens are are, are unchanged. Nothing's changed on those. Okay. Understood. Thank you. Okay. Uh, anyone doing any stance changes? No. Okay. Let's rip it. Who's who's doing? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna take a look at the. Yeah, I'm okay with how everything's assigned. So no changes. Actually, I can't take an attack this turn anyway, right? That's true. Yeah, you probably should go into. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just go into yeah. reword then. Okay, that's a that's smart. Good reminder on that. Uh, you should probably go into protective protection stance. I would say because you're going to get yeah. attacked. Right, defensive. Um, Is yeah, that defensive what you mean? stance. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay, that just means fewer dice in your and and against you. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Uh, Airy Floy or Daggett. What would you like to do? Go ahead, Floy. Yeah, I'm just going to swing back. Hit this new target in front of me. I'm going to spend one hope to get an extra D6. Made it out with a great success. So that'll be 14 damage plus the 5 from the Super Grievous from 19. What's the total? Say, say the total again, I'm sorry. 19 total. 19 total. Okay. That is not enough to take it out in one shot. Unfortunately, you're you're slacking. Um, any wounds or anything I got to roll for? Uh, it's a six, so no wounds. Okay, no wounds. All right, 19 points of damage. Oh, a ruthless and horrible slash across its chest. Like more of those spores, but all of you were smart and prepared and covered to your faces, so I don't get to do anything. That makes me mad. Damn it, <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, reminder. Like, I'm so glad she remembers, but also <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, I love the fact that you remember stuff. I love the fact that you're piecing stuff together, but at the same time, I'm like, damn it. Drama, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley. Uh, okay, uh, Floy or Airy, or excuse me, uh, I'm sorry, Daggett or Airy. Who wants to go next? Go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, Arrhenial would very much like to put uh, Marimbem out of this perceived misery here. Please, give it a try. Alright, so I'm going to do this again. Thank you for more bits. I am going to take five to do favored again on the sword attack. And... Eight, nine, 14, 15. No extra successes. Uh, so just a regular success, just five damage. It is a regular duel. You memories we see we cut for a moment to memories of Arrhenial and Marimben out in the Chetwood outside of the cottage, dueling back and forth and back and forth. And many of the moves that she would show in those duels, and you would show her, and she would help you with forms here and there. It seems to still be there somewhere, although there's, again, no recognition, no warmth whatsoever in her face. Uh, but she has not fallen yet. Uh, okay. And then we go, we go to Daggett. Get two right. on you, man. I'm going to take seven audience dice because we don't want to end this campaign with audience dice. Uh, so I got favored point. and two bonus. That's a great point. We were burning <laughs> through them like crazy in Forbidden Lands. I know that. Yes, for sure. We got, we got pretty All close, right. I think. Yeah, I think there was like uh, one left at the end. <laughs> we did, we did well. 
Uh, it is piercing uh, two successes. Man, that many dice and only two successes. Uh, so like... it'll be heavy. This would be on the one that I did not knock back before. Uh, okay. By the way, I don't know if I said that. So on the okay, uh, so on a, on a fresh okay on, a fresh, on the fresh gotcha. one. Yeah. Uh, so piercing fourteen damage, and uh, if he's still alive, he'll be knocked back as well. If he's got the same attribute score. Since you're targeting a different one, uh, it is not enough to kill. Uh, he will be knocked back. You said it's piercing. So is he? Am I rolling for injury? Yes, rolling protection. Uh, injury twenty. All right. All right. Um, well, I rolled a Gandy, so that'll be a fail. Uh, so otherwise it was a great roll. I rolled a six and a five, and then I rolled a Gandy. Uh, oh, oh, Gandalf so, is so blessing me today. Gandalf is. Uh, stay true to yourself, Mr. Dwarf. Remember who you are and where you come from. Uh, and that one is again not... This guy. <laughs> exactly. At the, at the very end, the last image of this is... Gandalf at the edge of an edifice holding up Daggett for everyone to see. Uh, okay, so that one that one gets knocked back. Uh, also takes a wound, uh, but these actually are might too, so it's not killed. Um, okay. Then uh, I think that's everybody in forward stance. Tara, you are regaining your footing. Um if there's anything you wanted to shout or anything you wanted to to say or or, or uh, process? No. no. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then we'll turn to Gilly, who is. Oh, once I'm. More. I I have a question. Actually, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I have a thing that gives me a plus two to a protection roll. Yeah. So is it, that relevant at all? Uh, only if I get a piercing blow on you, and I okay. haven't yet. So okay, okay, that but has that's nothing a good to do thing with to remember. Stance. Yeah, okay. if that happens, yeah. Okay. Uh, Hope you not get a wound, Gilly. You are being harassed by this annoying echo. What would you like mm -hmm. to do? I want to try and kill it. All right. Same deals before, just minus one, and it just yep. will not stop clinging to you. Uh, so ten on my big die, and I got a six. So, uh, okay. again, eight potential wound. That is enough to take it out. I don't even have to roll for the wound. Uh, eight on the second attack. You fire at it. Arrow pierces its chest. Perfect shot, almost point blank, and it explodes in a way that seems physically not how this is supposed to work when an arrow goes into the chest of another being. But nonetheless, there's an eruption. Uh, all of these spores and dust and grime begin floating in the air. However, you have covered your face. So... I will not require you to make a roll yet. At a certain point, the particulate matter will probably yeah. get too heavy. But in this <laughs> yeah. case, it's you're just okay. regular cloth. Yeah. All right. Um, my turn. So one of them will obviously move up onto Daggett. But uh, other than that, I think everyone's getting one attack. Uh, Gilly, yours is destroyed. So we got one attack on everybody. Let's start with Floyd and just work our way left to right. Uh, Floyd's in forward stance. Uh, all right, 7, 9, 11, 12. That's probably a miss. Second attack is another Sori, uh, or excuse me, another Gowron. Um, Gowron. What the hell did I just <laughs> say? <laughs> Gowron. What is going on? Uh, Black Fong uh, all over again. Spoilers. <laughs> it is a Gandalf. Uh, so that's going to be two misses on Floy, actually. Ooh, uh, and then we're going to go to Arineal. Two shots on Arineal here. First one. 
is a 16 to hit. That is exactly my parry. Okay, well, that was a horrible roll that got me it. However, I got an amazing roll on the next attack. Uh, so the first one is going to be the base damage of four points. Then on the next one, I actually have three sixes on my bonus die. Do I oh, want so wait, just, <gasps> just before you do that math, I took four points on the first four one? Four points on the first, on the first hit. Okay. I just want to make sure that I don't miss that. Okay, got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, okay, uh, then next up... Sorry, I was just looking at chat. Uh, <laughs> so the second attack... Um, you know what? I'm going to use two of them to force you to make a... Uh, to, to increase my my feet die to make you roll a wound uh, protection roll against 16. And I'm going to use the other one as a heavy blow. So you're going to take a total of eight points of damage on the second shot, the second hit, and you need to roll for injury. Okay, um, so I'm going to do a knockback so that I only take um, okay. four points on the second Or Which will make me weary, so okay. that'll be fun. You still need to roll um, the protection roll as the hit does actually go through. Okay, and I'm going to roll this on the sheet because I never remember how to roll this. Okay, it's just a d12 plus a number of d6 is equal to whatever your armor is. Versus 16. And you can take dice for this, too. I don't mind dice for protection rolls and stuff. Uh, I got a great success. I rolled it in the sheet. Uh, you uh, So a protection roll is against the injury rating of the weapon, and the weapon's injury rating is a 16. Uh, so that's actually a failure. Oh, you don't have, you don't have the weary at the same time? I don't know how that works. I'm sorry? Because oh, he's yeah, weary out on this a hit. It's like, does yeah. this count as weary for the protection? That is a good point. I mean, all of it kind of happens at once, so I don't think... I think the protection roll... Oh, I had already put Weary onto the sheet. Okay, so then it would be a 16. It would be a 16. It would be exactly enough. Okay, good catch, Long. So you get knocked back, you take more damage, but we'll say no wound as you barely hit the 16 for your injury rating. But you now are Weary as you are knocked back. Yep. As Miriam Ben is kicking your ass. Yeah, she's still the better fighter. She Maybe tried to train me up. Should have left a Renial and gone back for Marimben. Just throwing that out there as an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it. your turn. Two hits on you. Uh, you know what, man? That's a pretty good roll. That's a 23, two sixes. I will burn them to make you make a protection roll against 16. Four points of damage and then roll against an injury rating of 16. All right, four points. I won't do knockback injury. Uh, that is a Gandy. Uh, sure, that's the is. second Gandy on an injury rating, and then sure, you're another right eighteen on top of the Gandy. Okay. Uh, all right, so no wound, but you do take four more points of damage. The other one that was on you that you knocked back will stumble forward onto you as well, but they will not get an attack. Then there's another one that's on Terra, but Terra is in uh, protection stance, or excuse me, defensive stance. So this one's going to lose some dice. And it's going to make an attack. Um, and that is, oh, geez, that's a 14 to hit. 16 parry. All right. So it misses its attack as you move into protection. You move into defensive stance and you manage to hold it off. Then from the shadows, this um, 
sorcerer, this magus of Athrangul, will once more cast dreadful spells. Uh, let's see who it's going to be at. Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to go at Daggett, and I'm going to do it a second time, actually. Uh, and this one's going to go at, okay, not Daggett again. Uh, this one's going to go at Gilly. Okay, so Gilly and Daggett, you're both getting targeted with some dreadful spells. Both of you make sorcery uh, sorcery rolls, so shadow protection against okay. sorcery. Roll your wisdom. Uh, how many fellowship points do we have left? Five? Four? I spent two, so... Five? So should we, we should have four, because we spent one before as well. Okay, so right? down to four? Yeah, so I'm going to spend... No, this is just straight up. Okay, cool. Yeah. I am going to spend one more, though. Okay. All right, so we're down to three? Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you for that. I wasn't TV track. Uh, right. Math. <laughs> like I could just say math. One of them came up 11, so I'm glad I got the favored. Um, that's 12, 15. Exactly right. 15 needed 15. Okay. Uh, uh, with one successes? six left. One yes. six? Okay, yeah, so, so great you can success. take one shadow point then. Because your normal success will, will be... Will be We'll take because it's a basically it's a three shadow hit. So you essentially have their main success and your bonus success to block those two out. But the third one will pop through. But you are not unconscious. Gilly, how about you? Extraordinary. I got four sixes, but one's on my my big die and then a one. Okay. All right. See, Ashley knows how to play the game. You just <laughs> say whatever it is that you want to say. And that's how it works out. <laughs> they actually uh, use a fellowship. I just rolled four sixes. Hot. For 25 <laughs> episodes of Forbidden Lands, that's what I did. I just, uh, three successes. Uh, two successes. Oh, crap. I should probably <laughs> fail this one. Uh, no successes. Okay. <laughs> These uh, lolly dice like the to the roll worst. lolly high. Uh, they really do. Solid. All right, so Gilly, you're fine. Are either of you miserable, however? Uh, I am nope. not. Okay, good, good to know. Let me know if you ever become miserable. Okay. Uh, that is the end of this round. Uh, we come back to the top of the round. Everybody is back in the fight. Stumbled up. Tara, you've regained your footing. My warden has regained its footing. We still have... Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Arinio has been has been back, has kind of stumbled away. Uh, she's the only yep. one that's like... So you're going to be spending this turn regaining your footing. Anybody want to change any of their, uh, their stances? Yeah, I'm uh, going to go into open. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Ari, are you changing anything? Uh, I mean, I, I assume it's sort of like being in defensive stance when you're just sort of back. But, yeah. Sure. I won't be attacked. Okay. Uh, so then we're going to go forward stance, folks, which would be the dwarves, Floy or Daggett. Go ahead, Floy. Hope I can strike this one down with this next attack. Okay. Give it a go, man. Do you like any bits? No, I'm good. I got a regular success on my roll. What's your total seven damage. damage? That is still enough as it was down to five endurance. As you see this one clatter and fall to the ground. As there's now a couple piles on the ground by Floyd's feet where he has been slaughtered. Am I able folks. to cleave it all? Uh, sure, There's. I would say this. it's fairly close combat, yeah. Then uh, I'll so probably take the, the one in, of Kobar's okay. to cleave a secondary. So the one on, so we can say Marimbem if you want. Um, what's the total again? Seven? Oh, I would, uh, I think it's the second attack. 
Oh, you make a second attack. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Great success this time. So I'll do a okay. heavy blow for 19 total. So you manage to take yours out. And as you're kind of following through, you look and you watch as Arineal stumbles backwards onto the ground. You can see the creature that was once Marimbem is stepping forward, getting ready to throw down the piercing blow, trying to stab this icy pitted blade right through Arineal's heart. And with a quick flourish and a spin, Floy, like a ballerina, you cut and slash to the back of, Mer- uh, of Marimben. Her body kind of lunges forward a bit, and this burst of spores come out from her back, and the body collapses onto Arineal. Marimben is now out of the fight. Ooh, okay. it's one turn. Nice. Arineal breathes a very uh, heavy sigh of relief at that. Do you? Well, there's spores in the air, so if that's the case... <laughs> a, a sigh is an exhale, no, I'm sorry, not an inhale. you said it. <laughs> okay. Uh, excellent turn, Floyd. Dag it. Yeah, uh, and I'm just alternating between the two, so I'm going to go back to the first one I hit now, and okay. I'm going to take two audience dice here. Gotcha. Not going favored. Uh, Should have, because that was a one. I'm sorry, I rolled a uh, Gandhi and then seven sixes. No. Uh, i did get three sixes and a success though uh so that's four total successes wait three Uh, sixes and a success you just said you rolled a one i rolled a one on the feet die i did but i rolled i'm rolling seven dice but how do you say you've rolled three sixes in a success Three sixes and i still beat the parry so three sixes on top of the regular success okay all right uh okay (laughs) <laughs> I'm doing that right, aren't I? You're making me question myself now. <laughs> Just add them all together. Give me the total damage or total endurance uh, loss, or if you're doing piercing blows, let's, let me know what you're doing. I can't do piercing blow, so it's just going to be entirely endurance loss. Uh, seven times four, uh, so 28. that's 28. You yeah. obliterate one of them. Uh, it's the one that just stumbled back into the fight. Is that the one you're targeting? As it yes, comes charging in, you see this icy, like this mouth open, black rows of like, you know, of these these shards of teeth. What looks at one point was likely a human and they're reaching back and they're going to swing down at you and you just do this kind of backhand upward slash with block fong and you just completely and utterly eviscerate this fellow. A burst of spores into the air, but nonetheless, it is defeated. Okay, well done. All right, dwarves. Dwarves showing up. Nice. Uh, open stance, and we've got Terra. Would you like to do? Uh, how does uh, combat tasks work? Can I do that on top of my combat action, or do I pick uh, one or the other? No, it's usually like the combat task is like the, your your the thing you pay attention to on the turn, and so like an attack right. or a combat task. Yeah. Okay, then I'm just gonna attack. All right. Uh, and the at is a. Uh, 21 with one success. Okay. Uh, give me the total damage on that one. So um, are you, you going to do, would you roll on your gonna, feet die? Uh, uh, nine on my feet die. You could do piercing blow if so you like. Uh, yeah. Can I do a hip? No, I can't do a heavy blow. No, I'll, yeah, I'd love to do a piercing blow. 
So with your extra six, you can either, you know, you can, well, actually, let me check your weapon really quick because your weapon might have something on it. that. It's just a standard great spear. Uh, Fell weapon is the thing I have. Yeah, so so you can burn your, your six to either increase the die roll by two, basically making it a piercing blow. So you would do your, your base damage. Uh, plus I would have to roll for an injury. Uh, so we can do that. Is that what you want to do? Can I, um, can I do anything else extra with that? You can do a heavy blow instead, which would be to take your base damage for the weapon. And that would be 11 damage. Total 11 points of damage, which wouldn't be enough to kill it, but it would be a decent amount of damage. Uh, I'll, I'll do the piercing blow, please. Okay. And because you have a fell weapon, that means it's going to be plus two. Uh, so that means your great spear has an injury rating of 18. Uh, plus two should be, I need to hit 20, I think, on this roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. She's using a spear? Yeah, yeah, she's using a great spear. So Pierce is plus three. Oh, is it? It, uh-huh. That's that's not going to impact. She was at nine on the feet die, so whether it was plus three or didn't matter, she she was going to hit it with with whatever. Uh, but her injury no, I just rating, mean the effect of Pierce. The effect of Pierce varies by the weapon, and so for Spears, it's plus three to the gotcha. damage. Thank you. Uh, Swords Pier- is plus one. Bows is plus two. Pierce is plus. That's Spears not what Pierce is. is. That's not what Pierce is. It's the amount that your die, your feet oh, die, yeah, is yeah, increased. Yeah, 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 yeah. And since so she was at a yeah, nine, yeah. It, it it doesn't matter. But it's a yeah, good, it's a good yeah, note. Yeah, it's a good yeah. note. Uh, okay, I failed my protection roll, so it is wounded as you thrust the great spear forward as the thing charges after you as you kind of regain your footing, wheel around, you don't leave yourself as open from the front, you know, from the forward stance, and it lunges back, but you've managed to get the spear up under its arm. You hear a crunch as whatever it's left of its ribs are shattered. Uh, and so it is wounded, and it just took some damage. It took a total of five. Okay, so this has taken one wound already. To pretend like I was rolling for its wound and I got a nine, so it's got a headshot, Jeff. <laughs> What's that? I'm sorry. I was making a mothership joke because I rolled to see what type of wound it would get, and I rolled a nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where headshot. I think things went down with Ashley. Now she used to be very truthful, but and then she got like the double you headshot. Are- Ever since then, it's like I got a candy and 46 <laughs> bonus successes. It's like. Uh, Ashley, we're playing Delta Green. Oh, I meant I rolled a 22. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Gilly, it is your turn. Gilly, it's your turn. I am shooting uh, Daggett's friend. Okay. Uh, Floyd, what is your parry rating? (laughs) 15. (laughs) All right. Go for it, Ashley. Uh, Plus two. Plus two against your attack. So whatever your normal target number is, add two to it. That's what you need to hit to hit these warden. Uh, oh, okay. I'm good. I, I eight, uh, 19 and I needed 16, 17, yeah. 18. Okay. Yeah. And um, damage? Eight. Okay. Not enough to take it out, unfortunately. But uh, Daggett, as you turn and wheel on this other one, you see one of Gilly's arrows erupt and it just stabs right into its neck. Doesn't slow it, doesn't seem to care about breathing or about the fact that it's Adam's apple has been ruptured, but it nonetheless is uh, has been wounded even further. And you know that Gilly's into the fight. Okay, 
I've got two of these wardens left, one on Daggett, uh, who is in forward stance. Uh, so I'm going to get my extra die for that. And then one on uh, Terra, who is in open stance. So it's just a flat roll. So let's do against Daggett first. First attack. Uh, 9 plus 5, 14, 18, 21 to hit. Uh, no bonus sixes. Four points of damage, Daggett, on the first attack. Second. <laughs> okay. Hands up. Hands up. Hands up. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking a picture. I'm taking a picture because uh, I just rolled. Sorry. I rolled sixes? four sixes. I'm just rolling oh, four oh sixes. And just, you guys see, I'm up here. I'm up here. I just want everyone to see what I just rolled in here. This is insane. Okay. Talk about yourselves. I'm posting this for a second in our Discord. God damn. Yeah. You kill him. Why didn't What's you kill that? him, Gilly? I, <laughs> like 12 damage. As if she didn't try. But okay. at least we will have the roll that wounds Daggett for posterity. Yeah. He still gets two attacks when I wounded him. Okay. That's a, uh, yes, that is something that we were doing wrong for a long time, actually. What? Uh, uh. Uh, wounding someone doesn't actually reduce the amount of attacks they get. So someone corrected uh, on, on, YouTube, on YouTube for that. Oh, shit. Good to know. Uh, so the cool YouTuber. thing is, is I rolled literally a 1 on my d12, but then I rolled 4d6s, so that's uh, 25 to that's hit. That's what I just did, so it's there. 4d6s. <sighs> what the oh. fuck? I think uh, I'm at a 1. It's a really far, a long way from a wound, so I'm just going to go ahead and burn <sighs> all of them on heavy blow. So that means it's going to do its base damage plus four times its attribute level, which is five. So this is going to do 24 points of damage to Daggett. As this, even though this this arrow is sticking out oh, of its neck, shit. it reels around. And for the first time, a touch of emotion might show on this. As this horrific anger uh, starts to bleed out from behind the darkness, sunken in the eyes. And just comes down with this pitted blade, turns it backwards in like this this huge stabbing motion, trying to step right down into Daggett through his neck, down into his gullet. Daggett, do you take knockback? Uh, yeah, with 24, I'm going to take knockback. That's what I figured. Uh, so that reduces it to 12, and I had 13 left. Well, now Ooh. you have one left as you come stumbling back and you can see that the front of your armor has been wrenched as this sword barely missed just vertically going in your neck and out your sternum. But instead it tore through and you can see that blood is pouring out from your chest as you take knockback. Oh. Fuck. Let's go over to Tara. Uh, Tara, you're an open stance, so I don't get that bonus die. Just going to be two swings on you. That is a 10 on the feet die, uh, 18 total. Yeah. Four points of damage uh, and roll a protection roll against an injury of 16. So what you do uh, is you're going to roll a D12 and then okay. a number of D6s equal to your armor, which looking, you have one. So And I have a plus two for a feet thing that I have. That's true. You have close fitting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Yes. One d twelve plus three d six is what you should be rolling right now. Right. Uh. And okay. I'm sorry. Three d six. Yes. One d twelve plus three d six, and you need to hit a sixteen to avoid. Sorry, man. How, how are you arriving at three d six? Because you have leather armor, which gives you right. one, a leather shirt, but then you all—it's also close fitting. 
which adds oh, so it's plus, plus two. Plus 2D, not plus 2. Oh, oh, I misread it. I'm sorry. I think it, it's you're right. Plus it is two. plus 2. You're 100% right. Okay. 1D12 plus 1D6 plus 2 to the roll. Good okay, catch. So that's an... Jeff did say you could take an audience dive. Yeah, I don't mind it for protection rolls. I just don't like it for shadows. For shadows. Okay, I will absolutely take an audience dive, yeah, please. Absolutely. Uh, that takes me to a 22. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, one you... success. Uh, okay. 22. 22. Okay, you're fine. All you had to do is beat the number, and so you don't take the wound. You do take four points of damage from its first attack. Second attack. Uh, that's a one on that. Seven, 12, 15 to hit. 15 just misses. Okay, just misses. So the second one doesn't go through. You are weary. Daggett is weary. And it is now time for this, this sorcerer of Gold to once more defend his wonderful home. All right, dreadful spells. Targeting Floyd, targeting Arineal. Both of you, go ahead, roll wisdom tests as again there's this swarm of ice and spores and shadows that seems to feed and weave its way into your ears, into your eyes. Tries to work its way underneath the mass that you have pushed over top of your faces. I'm going to keep calling for Lady Otorla's blessing here. So that should be down to two, I think, left. Two yeah. fellowship points left, if that's the case. Uh, Reniel, same thing for you. You're rolling uh, You're rolling shadow as well. Success for me. Uh, okay, success. Any extra successes? No, just the one. Two more points of shadow. As it still affects you, but you don't, but you still manage to hold firm. You feel your mind actually beginning. Makes me miserable. Okay, um... Actually, don't hold firm. You swerm. You sway. Your eyes blink. You lose all memory for a moment of this place and why you're here. What are you doing? And all of you watch as Floyd flops forward and smashes his face against the ground as he has been knocked unconscious. He will wake up in some time, if not stabbed to death in the meantime, and it's possible that some of you might be able to rouse him on your turns if you choose to do so. But Floy has fallen unconscious. How about you, Arineal? I've done the math like three times. Uh, 15 under 16. Three points of shadow. You watch as Floy and Arineal, who both were there when Marimbem nearly killed Arineal, but Floy took her out, fell and flopped on Arineal, Floyd, perhaps you're reaching forward and you're helping Arineal out from underneath that frozen corpse that once was your friend. And as the two of you are standing, turning, getting ready to charge at that shadowy sorcerer at the other side of the room, you take a step or two and both of you, minds completely vacate and you fall. Both of you are unconscious. I am not miserable if that matters at all. You failed the roll, though. It's fail or yeah, miserable. Yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of the two. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> change the difficulty setting. That's great. Uh, <laughs> that is its turn. We go to the top of the round. 
Uh, Floy and Arrhenio are effectively out of the fight for now. They're unconscious. That Again, they could potentially be aroused by you. If you want to dedicate your turn to doing that, I will let you know how to do that. Uh, but it just does mean taking away your actions, like your main task for the turn. Um, you guys are three. They're three. Uh, so really, I think it probably just makes sense. One's going to stay on Terra. One's going to stay on Daggett. And then Gilly and the Sorcerer remain at ranged. Does that, that sound pretty good? I think we're three and three. Okay. Uh, so then Daggett or Terra, are you both? So T Daggett, I see you're in defensive. I went defensive because I'm knocked back. Terra, are you going to remain in open? I'll stay in open now. All right, Terra, you are actually up first. With open, you are up first. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, you said foreign Arab. I'm so sorry. Could I change the forward? Absolutely. Yeah, go right ahead. You're still first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah go right ahead. Uh, so you I get some want extra... That extra dice. Yeah, you want the extra dice. You did wound yeah. this one. If you get a second wound on this one... Uh, uh, can, can you remind out. me what I lose on weary? Uh, weary, everything that's any D6, count. a 1, 2, and a 3 doesn't count for your roll. Got it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will say this. This fight is going much better than last time. Uh, it's uh, even harder, that, too. It's even a harder fight. And no one's been rolling Sauron's, too, so that's great. I I am uh, not going to comment and jinx myself by saying that, uh, <laughs> because that's definitely going to happen. Uh, I got a 20. A 20. On, on roll. Uh, yeah. It's obviously plenty to hit. Did you get any extra sixes? Uh, one six. What is on your feet, die? Six. Okay. Uh, so you're you're probably better off just doing a heavy blow. You can't get it any higher. Um, okay. So your spear, uh, which is the weapon, is doing five points of damage. Heavy Plus blow adds your strength. On, yeah, so 11. 11 points of damage. You continue to stab away at the chest of this creature. And although you have certainly done a fair share of damage to it, it is has oh. not fallen yet. I... Miss rolling my extra dice. Go ahead, roll it around. It's fine. Okay. Uh, and just on the off chance, I get another six, uh, yeah, which, which I don't. Okay. So as long as you don't get another six, everything no. goes the way we said it. It is labored and it is falling apart, but it is still up. Uh, we go to Daggett. Daggett, you, you took knockback for before, so you right. are actually dedicated to just kind of climbing back up right Correct. all right i want to i want to check one thing though a knockback um it says it takes your main, action. your main action so you wouldn't even be able to rouse that's what that's what i was double checking maybe you could have roused but it's not gonna work mm -mm. okay nope. gilly it comes to you both two of your friends have fallen collapsed i would say you despite the darkness that's swirling around you can probably tell that they are breathing but they seem to much like what you saw with amdrim and the elves up top they seem to be ensorcelled in some way your other friends daggett and Terra, are being swung and swung on driven back further and further uh what would you like to do this round she's gonna try and get rid of the the one that's on daggett before she Next round, she's going to attempt to run to rouse them. Okay. If you would like, give me a battle test. This is a, this we'll say this is not a, this is not a combat task. I'll give you a battle test. And if you get, and if this is successful, I will let you know which one of those is closer to falling. <laughs> okay. 
I'm just gonna riff it as is because uh, okay. <laughs> I have one. Okay. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Fail. I need sixteen. Okay. okay. So yeah, go. Ahead. I mean, both of them have taken some wounds, but you don't know necessarily which one. Okay. It's closer. But it was a good strategy anyway, because Daggett's got one HP. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I have two kill. audience dice? Zero. Yep. Authorin goal is the place where Steven's characters go to die. No oh, uh, gosh. Sure not. I would hate to break a pattern. <laughs> yeah, right? There's an expectation here. I got three sixes, so at least tw- Jeff. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. My God, I bought two dice. So uh, I have an eight on my um, 12s die. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if it would be more beneficial for me to just have you blow it. It does. It only has six endurance left. Okay. Yeah. So then I'll do that. Okay. So you fire a second one right as it's about to bring its pitted blade back down for a second time at Daggett. And that's when this rapid succession of arrows fly over top of your head, Daggett. You've got your block fong up to break your, the weariness has set in and you just see these three perfectly center mass shots and the creature falls. Okay. Excellent, you, Gilly. Good job. My turn. All right. So the only one in combat I still have up front is going to be Terraneth. So, and you're in forward stance. First attack. Uh, let's see. Two, four, nine, 13, 16 to hit. 16 to impair. Four points of damage. No special successes or anything like that. Four it's points exactly of damage. Exactly your parry, isn't it? Yeah. Second attack. I got to... That was... Okay. Eight. Ten. Thirteen. Twenty-two to hit. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't have anything... Yeah. It's just four points of damage. I don't have any sixes. Uh, and it's so close, uh, but... It's a nine. I was like, if only I had a six, I would make it an injury roll. But nine, uh, four more points of damage. Okay. All right. Then let me check its, it's hate. How much does it have? It's got enough. It's got enough. It's got enough. God, God damn. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's three of you left. Targetable. Uh, Tara, you're going to get hit by dreadful spells. Uh, Gilly, you're going to get hit by dreadful spells. Both of you roll uh, shadow protection rolls, so it's going to be your wisdom test. I'm sorry, who was that? Uh, Gilly and Tara. Oh, Just a success, so two shadow. Uh, 23 with two successes. Okay, Tara, you are fine. You have steeled yourself. This is your first time here. You don't necessarily have the history of what's what's transpired. Marimbem and Talendil, you probably only know by name at best. Gilly, however, uh, you take you take two uh, two more shadow points. How are you doing? Are you close to being miserable? No, you're not. You're not just a little bit close to being miserable. No, we did I stock have... up on hope before we came. Yeah. All right. All right. We've taken a ton of shadow. Okay. Uh, so that's its turn. New turn. 
New round. Both Floyd and Arineal are still down. The rest of you are still in the fight. You guys now outnumber it. So you guys number the other side. Uh, set your stances. So Tara and Daggett, are you are you going to go forward stance? Yeah, forward. Okay. Uh, Daggett yeah. would yell out to Gilly, wake them up, and then I would just rush towards the sorcerer. Okay, I'll move a little bit closer just to make that easier for us. Okay. My God, what is happening? I think we just broke the matrix there. Does that look <laughs> weird to anybody at else? The same time. Yeah. Usually whenever whenever Chuck and I used to do that, like it would just suddenly throw the token like the <laughs> like into the middle of nowhere. It would just fly all the way across. Okay. Uh remember your first melee attack against it because it's shrouded in this 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 minus supernatural two. darkness is gonna be a minus two. Uh, Tara, that you're still in the other one. Okay. Turn it over to you all. Tara and Daggett. What are you doing? Go ahead, Tara. Uh, taking a swing. Finish it off. You're, only, you're, you're so close. Yeah. You can do it. So close to this one. All right. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> is that All in right. character? Tara, it's not that kind of game. <laughs> Tara, calm down. There's no Save hero. No, I, got a, I got a one and a two, so Ooh. I had to get rid of them. But I still got a 20. To, a 20. To Yay. Okay. 20. Isn't it sad when you just like have to like ignore yes. it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 20 to hit. Uh, what did you roll on the feet die? Uh, nine. Did you roll any extra successes? No. All right. So it's just going to be straight damage then, uh, which is, I think, five points just of damage. Five. And this one falls. Okay. One enemy combatant currently left on the map. We go to right. Daggett. I feel like this is the only chance I'm going to have to hit it. Uh, before it hits me back and I uh, go down. So I'm going to take seven audience dice, two to counteract the minus two, and then favored. So I'm rolling five because I've got four for my skill, plus one for forward and favored. Did we ever put a cap on how many audience dice you guys could take? Seven. <laughs> that was the cap. Seven. That was yeah. the cap? Okay. Seven was the cap, yeah. yeah. Five for favored and then two additional dice. Oh, uh, okay. I thought he was like I taking like seven dice no, for no, seven no, no, bonus no, no, dice. No, no, no. I'm like, okay. no, 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 no. Five for the favorite. Yeah. All right. And minus uh, two for the darkness. Take what all about of parry? the audience. No parry, actually. No parry on this one. So oh, okay. Whatever you're, uh, yeah. Then that's a great success. Okay. Very uh, nice. So uh, I can't make it a wound, so I'm just going to heavy blow 14 endurance, is all I can do. 14 endurance. Not okay. All right. So. Blockfung doesn't you. have anything additional. Step up. Uh, if Still his him. attribute is seven or lower, he gets knocked back. Mm -mm. But I not. doubt that for the big guy. He's not attribute, attribute seven or lower. He's above uh. that. But you come up, nonetheless, you're swinging almost blindly and wildly into the darkness, and then you feel Blockfung, the, the reverberation in your fists and your hands as it makes contact, and you see for a moment some of that swirling shadow dissipates, and you can see the contours of this sorcerer. Underneath the hood, you can see this, like where this, this sort of tattered bits that swarmed around to create this patchwork man. You can see this glowing blue-green eyes. Um, and then we go to Gilly. Uh, I would like to try and rouse uh, Arineal. 
Okay. It is going to be a song roll. A song roll. Okay. Indeed. Interesting. Yeah. What even do I have? Oh, I have one. Okay. Can I have two audience dice, please? Got it. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, 16. Mm-hmm, I need a 16. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what do you sing? You know, if this actually, and if you don't want to, like, do you sing one of your songs? I know it's supposed else? to be a combat song, but she sings the Battle of Rotag, specifically the verse dedicated to Arineal. And you see the eyes of Arineal flutter open, uh, similar to the way the eyelids of Amdurim were fluttering, but as they open, you see her eyes roll forward. And you can see she has come back to consciousness. Serenial, you hear the sound of Gilly pulling you from this cold and icy darkness, this dreamscape that was Othringal for you were momentarily in, where it was just shadow and desolation. When your eyes open, you realize you are still in the fight. You see Daggett has charged in and is fighting the sorcerer within that supernatural shadow. Terra finishes off one of the other guards that had been protecting it. And you are back into it. You are conscious once more. Fantastic. Thank you, Gilly. All right. It's turn. Uh, It's going to. It's going to. It's going to reach out. Its hand suddenly glowing that kind of blue green glow. And it's just going to reach out. And it's almost as if the arm becomes three or four as it wafts and moves around. It becomes almost enchanting in some way, Daggett, as it tries an icy touch on you. Uh, You're in forward stance, correct? Yep. Get the extra die. Thank you, Mm -hmm. sir. Gosh. All right. Uh, Three sixes and a five and an eight. Uh, That's a lot of damage. Um, Oh, fuck. Damn, that's a lot of damage. You're gonna make a. I'm gonna. I'm, I know. I mean, I know you're at one endurance, but I would have done this anyway. A six is going to. I'm gonna increase with piercing. I'm gonna make this a make you make an injury roll. It's a very low injury rating. It's only a twelve, uh, but nonetheless, still make it just in case. And then the rest of it will be enough to knock you out. I'll just heavy blow the rest. Actually, no. I'm going to fend fend off with one of them to increase its protection. Uh, 21, three successes on the injury blow. All right. No injury. But as the hand reaches down, grasp onto you, you feel the coldest chill that you have ever felt in your entire life course through your body and you fall. And once more, similar to Rineal, you have entered this kind of icy black landscape, this swirling dreamscape that is Othran gold. And you have fallen. Um, and because that's actually, that's all I'm going to do with it this turn. I'm not going to use it. Second action. Uh, all right. New round. Uh, Daggett is out, but Rineal is in, uh, Terra. Are you going to move up? I'm assuming to fight. Yeah. The, okay. Your first attack, since you're in close combat against it, will be with minus two D sixes because you have to sort of negotiate and figure out this swirling shadow around it. Arineal, but does doing... the f- I'm sorry, does the forward stance give me one extra day? So I'm going with give just you one. one? Yeah. So, okay, so I would just one down. So you'll basically just be down one, yeah. Uh, Arineal, okay. are you going to charge in as well, I'm assuming? Yeah, I guess I'll also go in forward okay. as well. 
And it's the same deal. Anybody, who, it's just your first attack, so it's only going to be this this round. Uh, and then Gilly, actually, you're probably going to take care of Floyd, aren't you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, those of you in forward stance, that's Terra. That is Orineal. Both of you can swing away at this creature. You can also, because you outnumber it, get another plus one D6. So actually, between being in forward stance and outnumbering it, uh, I'm going to say that it's just kind of a flat whatever your normal roll would be. So no penalty for me, no bonus or anything like that. It's all kind of flattened and evened out. Awesome. Uh, that's a 27 for me with a 10 on the feed die and one extra success. Okay. So that's going to be a piercing blow uh, because you hit the 10 on the feed die. So I'm going to have to do an injury rating. Um, you far exceed the any concerns about parry. You can do a heavy blow probably with the other six or a fend off. One of the two. So a heavy blow would do more damage. A fend off would increase your defense of your attack next turn. I'm going to do more damage. Okay. So then I believe it's 11 points of damage you're going to end up doing. Plus I need to do a injury roll for it. It does actually have decent armor rating uh, as it has four D6s. Do I get the plus two because of the feet? Yeah, on so my injury ring. Exactly. So it should be 20 instead of 18. It's 20. Uh, and I am going to 7 on the feet, 11, um, plus 6 is 17. That's 18. That's actually a fail. So it does, in fact, take an injury. Uh, 17 on So 17 on my roll, it has been injured one. So you Thanks. come charging Fuck in. Fuck for that plus two. <laughs> Through the darkness, again, it, you're just kind of swinging as this is, it's shifting and moving. You can kind of see the contours of it, and then the eyes is what you kind of track. And you slash forward, and although you miss the head, you slash it right across the chest. You see this burst, this explosion of debris and spores erupt from it. And it is hurt. Arineal, uh, we come to you. Yeah, so I took uh, five audience dice to roll uh, favored. Uh, and I ended up with a nine Hell on my feet dice yes. and three sixes. Hell okay. yes. <laughs> so nine, uh, do you have, uh, is, that, is that a piercing blow for you or do you need to, to bump one of your bonus dive towards it? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I can't remember the sword, whether or not it it has that one bonus that drops it down. It is not keen. It does say keen. Yeah, it says keen. What is this uh, Underneath where it says rewards, it says keen weapon. So you have uh, attack rolls on your sword, piercing blow, and a nine plus. So oh yeah, yeah. Your, okay, that's okay. right. Yep. So you can. So I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a protection roll against that, but then you have three successes. So three successes. Are, yep. are you gonna Are you gonna heavy blow all of them? I am going to heavy blow two of them. Okay. And, and fend. Uh, yeah, fend off with the last. Okay. So ten. So it's gonna be ten extra damage plus your. Sh I'm sorry. It's gonna be five be points of damage plus fourteen. Plus fourteen. It's so nineteen points of damage. <laughs> Not enough. To take it all of its endurance down. But boy, it is. It is getting close. And then actually, this thing has been. This is attacking with spells. Not. Like I, I, I may not no, actually it, do it. It, it, it attacked, it attacked Dagget. It, it, it physically Okay, then yeah, Dagget. I want the extra. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, okay, and then it's going to roll 
Uh, it's going to roll its uh, injury rating is what, 18, I think, for you? Yes. All right. 10, 14, and I am not lying, 17. Oh. Arrhenio, describe how you kill the sorcerer of Othrangul. So Arrhenial, kind of upon being awoken, looks over and sees that Gilly kind of woke her up before Floy. And so she just sees like, because Floy is our damage dealer. And so she just kind of feels that responsibility that like, he's not going to be able to do the attack this time. So she needs to. So she's going to... Um, kind of, you know, kind of get helped up by Gilly um, and just kind of take this, her sword. Um, and she's just kind of running towards this thing to just like run it through. So as Tara, your first swing stabs in a rineal, you take as it turns its attention to Tara, its hand glows that blue green as if it's about to lunge out at Tara, a rineal, you land the killing blow and you see all at once as if the shadow was a physical thing. It drops instantly and you see on the ground around you black dirt and grime. You feel a shaking suddenly. All of you that are awake. Floy, the shaking is such a heavy rumble that your eyes begin to, to wake and open. And you look around and you can see falling from the sky, falling from the ceiling, Ice begins to crack and plummet, crack and plummet. You see from the, pedest the pedestals and the alcoves kind of fall and collapse and shatter. And you feel as though whatever you did is not just kill a creature, but you have done something to this very place that seems at this point to be starting to rumble, starting to break down as if this very existence of this creature was somehow tied to the author to goal itself. What do you guys want to do? Rob, dang it, and fucking run. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. <laughs> you hear, as you pick up Daggett, you guys hear the yelling, the screaming of Balavan kind of wafting from that doorway on the opposite side where I would say Arrhenio and Terra are. You're actually the nearest to because you had traversed the room. Daggett as well, the three of you. Um... Well, Daggett's probably still unconscious because he fell from endurance loss, actually. So he's probably still out. Um, but you hear the sounds of Balavan shouting from from through that doorway, the very doorway that that sorcerer has constantly kind of blocked your path. Uh, the ceiling's like falling down in the sense like you're going to die imminently, but you can tell the place it's destabilized in some way. All right. I'll stop through the archway if it's if it's open if you want to go in there so floy you kind of limp forward you step through you you can also tell floy that you're you're feeling a little bit more confident actually as you start kind of placing your steps as if your memory is beginning to sort of reaffirm itself you see everybody's kind of scrambling around tara trying to get up daggett gilly kind of chasing after you and as you take maybe 30 steps down this uh, this 
icy steps, you see a cavern kind of open up that is more more earth than it is um, like refined stone. And you see, Floyd, a tree, this large, gnarled tree that looks almost arthritic, almost looks pained in some way. You see spores floating more intensely in this room than any other. You see that hanging from this tree are, uh, it almost looks like cocoons in some manner. You can see that there's, on the far end, there's this slope that seems to extend outward and towards this large cut in the wall. And there is something on the ground on the far side of this cavern that is of significant size. And it is kind of crumbled down a bit. And you can see at the base of the tree, Balavan is weeping as he has something in his hands. His back is to you, and he's at this gnarled base of the tree. That's what you see. I'll make my way down to meet Balvin at the base. You get closer, and you just hear this, this silent weeping. And when you look over his shoulder, Floyd, you see that in his arms is the body of Sorendir, pale, white, frozen. He's covered in the grime that you've seen elsewhere, and you look and hanging from some of the branches of this gnarled tree are more of those dark, almost cocoon-like, you know, almost like fruit hanging from the tree in some way. Balavan has kind of like peeled it away, and you can see inside is Sorendir. Balavan. Kind of turns and he looks up at you, and he's just got this far off look in his face. The rage and the anger that you saw outside an hour, two hours ago, maybe three. You're not entirely sure how long you've been in here. It all is gone, and you look and you see the face of a broken man. You get a better look at Sorendir, and then you get a little bit closer. And he is withered, he is extremely slender. His clothes, his armor, the fixtures that you're you know, used to seeing him in, they're all gone. And you see the bones pushing outward from his ribs, from his arms. He has suffered. But he is not alive. Think about what you want to do. Let me turn to everybody else. Arineal, Daggett. Daggett, I'm going to say they're able to rouse you at least. You're one endurance, exhausted, but you're awake. Tara, also the room, the whole place, is, there's this quake that continues to happen. But as you guys look around, you see Floyd disappear down the shadowy path behind where that table and that very ornate chair was. What are the rest of you doing? Well, we, we can't split up. We have to stay together. Where'd Floyd go? 
He, he I, I thought, think I heard Balavan that way. We, we must follow. And Iridium will offer an arm to Daggett. Begrudgingly, I'll take it. Gilly, thank you for, oh, thank you for bringing me back. We must, we must follow him. We need, we need to leave. This place is unstable. Let's collect them and let's go. Read. Chase after Floy. And Gilly stays up at the top. um, And actually, as she looks at that horrible tree, she's going to spend some time coating some of her bows in oil and she intends to light it on fire. I would also say, Gilly, you can see, uh, you have very high awareness. I know that. Um, Mm -hmm. And keen vision. And keen vision. Keen eyed. The large mound on the opposite side of this large cavern, which is very illuminated. And you notice that kind of hovering above, you can see this swirling lights here and there, that same kind of orange green light. It's a very peculiar glow in this place. But you can see that on the far side, there is that mound and you catch sight of it. And it is one, there is kind of curling up out of it is this gnarled antler. And the mound is massive. And it occurs to you that you think it might be that elk rider. You also see Floy, Balavan. I think it becomes clear to everybody, especially those who knew Sorendir, what's going on. Balavan, his shoulders are slumped. The defiant, angry man that you saw him before, he is, he is basically just there. And collapsed on the ground. I'll say, Arineal, when you enter into the room, you see where where Floy is. You see what's kind of happening. You notice that sort of not quite buried, but scattered around these gnarled roots of this tree, this painful-looking tree. Like if you had ever seen a tree in your life that looked as though it was suffering it is this tree. And all of you, but I would say especially the rangers, are familiar with elves, and that elves communicate with trees in some way, in some fashion. And it's probably not unlike Sorendir or Balavan or any of the others from Forlan to perhaps have, have tried. And this place looks, this tree looks terrible. But you see that there are belongings that are scattered about half covered in some of the grime uh, by those gnarled roots. And Arineal will kind of instinctively sort of go towards Balavan and then kind of at the last decide that may be unwise and she'll kind of go down on one knee staying out of Balavan's direct vision close her eyes for a second and start to look at the belongings that might be scattered around and you just see her eyes are kind of welling. 
much of it is worn, not worth using, tattered, grimy in many ways. You, you notice that there are some familiar things here. Sorendeers. See it. There's a broken great spear. You see some of his clothes, some of his belongings. You see that a journal or some pages here and there. He has kind of tucked away all of it's there. You kind of you can gather it up and carry it with you without issue. But then there's this horrible quake again. And again, the cavern looks like it's going to collapse. You feel things falling down and Balafan's just kind of slumped. What do you all do? I don't have time to grieve right now. We must gather the other elves. Tara, your cloak? Yes. I try to wrap Sorendir in the cloak as respectfully as possible. Be ready to carry him out. I'm Balavan. Let's go. And like, like a young child that doesn't think anything else stands and just follows. And you all work your way back up towards where Gilly is. You start climbing back up into the arcane chamber. Gilly, you fire an arrow, right? And we watch as that. One at the tree and one at the, the creature. Flames burst. You see no reaction from the mound. It's possible it's already been dealt with. As you guys are working your way without trouble, as your memories, those of you who have been here before, are crystallizing, you get through that face room, that icy faces, and you see it's melting. Like they're all just very quickly melting. You can gather up whatever you want if you'd like, or you can just push it. You're not sure exactly but whether or not there's relevance, but there's a moment or two, quakes come. You work back through all of the different rooms, the hallways. Finding your way out is suddenly so much easier navigating this place. Eventually, you reach the antechamber where you left Amdrim and the other elves who are still here. You can see all along, all those echoes that have been in place have collapsed into dust. None of them are standing. And it's an empty and eerie place as you start shifting through it, even more so than before. You're able to wake Amdrim and the others. Shakes start coming more and more. And you quickly move back up the stairs. And you push out of Othringul onto the cold plateau in the mountains of Angmar. The body of Sorindir, Balavan, the other four Londels. And that is where we'll end for tonight and we'll pick up next time. All right, guys. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Holy shit. <laughs> you guys Great did session. it. It was so good and now I'm just sad and depressed. I know. Then he did his job. Now the you know a little pound, bit about pounding what has gone feeling. from my heart <laughs> to my head. Oh. <laughs> Think about Jeff's burden having to hold on to the knowledge of Thank that you. for so Thank long. You, Thank you, Steven. <laughs> I appreciate that. He gets it. Oh. He gets it. That's so right. good. Body. Arthurin Gull is done. The fate of Sorendil has sadly been revealed. There are some things perhaps in his belongings that we might reveal next time. 
And we will also discover what happened to the various factions that you sent out to accomplish tasks. And we'll see how that works next Man. time. Let's uh, oh. let's do some some quick plugs. Give everyone a chance to calm down a bit. And then we'll get out of here. <laughs> so uh, thank you for everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to those of you who threw out bits, subs. We really do appreciate it. We had a hype train earlier on. I, I can't express to you how awesome it is that people continue to do that. We, I'm, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. Uh, our next uh, session should be Monday. It is Labor Day, so it's possible something could go wonky there. But we're planning to maybe do another one of those random one shots. We are we are getting ready to gear up some new campaigns on Monday on the 18th and the 25th of September. We're going to start up some new games, Monster of the Week and uh, and uh, Fragged Empire. Uh, Tuesday on the 26th. Is that correct, Stephen? 27th, I believe. 27. Uh, no, it is 26th. You're 26th. Right. I'm yep. bad at math. Uh, 26th. You want to? I'll show up to... on the 27th and then find out <laughs> what it was That's before. Weird. That's gonna be weird. <laughs> Oopsies. That's like the one night I don't stream. Uh, what's uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's going on on the 26th? We are starting Marvel Multiverse RPG. Uh, it was just released, so it's a brand new game. We're going to dig into it. We're going to be playing some X-Men, and it'll be the standard uh, crew for Tuesdays. Uh, Jeff, Melissa, Aaron, and Kipser. So, uh, yeah, it'll be some more shenanigans from awesome. us. Absolutely. Uh, Thursday next week, I'm going to try to... Uh, we, no die, because uh, Evan's out of town, but I'm going to see if I can get jeremy maybe to run us some goblins uh so we'll see if i can get that to work out next friday is going to be conan obviously next saturday we got some more one ring also put on your calendar pirate day talk like a pirate day september 19th i'm going to be running some pirate borg on tuesday with our forbidden lands crew uh but just just a little one shot for fun uh, but that's what we got going on thank you to everyone who hung out thank you to those of you who uh who followed through bits if you haven't followed the channel please do uh, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, check out Adventures in Lollygagging. We've got all sorts of games there, old games, new games. I should come up with a rhyme for that, I think, but I don't have it. Uh, Red games, blue it. games. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, and my trade, is there anything that you wanted to say before we left as well? Uh, I, I have a YouTube channel that I'm uh, toying with maybe getting back to, but I've taken a bit of a hiatus. Um but uh, my backlog's still up if you want to check that out. It's my Joy Plays games on YouTube. Fair enough. Fantastic. Uh, normally, we'd be raiding Boys from the Baltic Star right now, but I think I saw them in Channel, which means that I can't raid them right now. Uh, so that's um, that's problematic. So let's go ahead and let's uh, let's raid. Uh, let's see who we got. Valdrianth? Yeah, let's do Valdrianth. They're doing something for extra life. So let's go ahead and give them a raid. We'll catch y'all later. Have a great Western your weekend. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.